1: The topic now was inspired by my little rant last week, and that was, or last podcast, and that was regarding movie remakes because somebody yep. had bitched about there being too many movie remakes coming from Hollywood, and the truth is there are.
0: Was it me? No, it was me. <laughs> it was you.
1: It was me bitching about that. Oh no, well, the original complaint was from the editor of Rumored Magazine.
0: Oh, and that's which, right. And she
1: was right. There are two... was just are, my, my complaint was that she was blaming America for them all. Yes. Uh, but America... Hollywood is coming out with a, with a
0: bunch of bad ones, and and you brought to my attention that... 2009 had nine remakes. Right. But 2010 actually has 12. 12 remakes. And these are big budget and, ones. These are the big budget no, ones. No, these are the ones that are going wide. Yeah. None of these are actually going... Uh, limited or anything like that, nothing art house, nothing, you know, kind of uh, done in such a way where it's going to fade real quick. No. This is a major release from a major movie company being done, and there's 12 movies in 2010 for it.
1: Right. So, we're basically just going to run down the whole list of what's going on and talk right. about the state of Well, things. what I want
0: to do very quickly now, is just run down the list of 2009 remakes. So okay. very brief. Uh, the year started off with My Bloody Valentine in 3D. All right. All right. And that came out in? January of all months. Which I
1: hear the 3D in the theater was 10 times better than the 3D on the DVD. Yeah, and so the, the reason is it's
0: because they have uh, poly, what is it, the polymorph glasses? It's the, the clear glasses, yeah. Yeah, and... Uh, so if, if you're
1: out there and you haven't seen it yet, and you didn't see it in the theater, you may not want to bother unless you're going for the cheese factor.
0: Exactly. Because
1: the 3D, the 3D on the on the DVD is not impressive. It really it's wasn't. Just, it's a typical slightly we blurry We it on a,
0: on a very large screen, uh, very clear screen, and um, it just didn't help. At all. Yeah,
1: it, it doesn't help if you're if you're uh colorblind in one eye either. Right. So that's really a bad idea to watch it then. But just uh yeah. Anyway, sorry.
0: Go on. Uh then next up was Friday the thirteenth, that came out that February. Right, which, which which is a reboot. Yeah. Uh and you know what? I didn't care for it personally. I
1: don't care for the term reboot.
0: Yeah, I know you don't. Um <laughs> uh uh-huh. the third film that came out for uh 2009 was last house on the left that came out in march mm-hmm. um which, all horror which films I did so far li- which i did like uh all, all yeah horror. uh then we had the summer uh where only one movie came out uh remake wise and that was the taking of Poem one two three came out in june now, there's a
1: blatant remakes though Because sometimes they do remakes but they don't really call them remakes
0: Right. No, that was
1: We're just covering blatant remakes where this is the same film same, again. Same title, right. every,
0: same premise, all of that. Cuz you can
1: get into a lot
0: of uh Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, then we have uh Fame coming out in the next week or so. Right, because what you what
1: you need is a modernization of that film so you can mention YouTube. Yeah. And that, that's pretty much
0: it. Yeah. I saw the trailer. I've seen the film. That's you, it. Move on. Have. Uh the next film is I... Night of the Demons coming out in October. What? Yeah. You didn't know that? With no. Eddie Furlong and <laughs> <No>. Shannon Elizabeth.
1: <laughs> now we're talking Night of the Demons, the original one that had uh, Linnea Quigley in it? Yeah. With the old guy eating eat yeah, the yeah, apples yeah, yeah. with the razor blades? Yeah,
0: stuck in the theater and all that. Yeah. Where
1: the, the best part of that whole movie is, is the old guy with the razor blades in the apples? I want to see his film from beginning to end.
0: <laughs> yeah, so that's coming out next month. Wow. Um, is it
1: a bigger budget, a smaller budget? or?
0: Uh, it's going wide, so I'm assuming it's... It's gonna have a bigger budget. I mean, come on. Well,
1: I think, yeah, it doesn't yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't uh, really matter. A it.
0: stepfather remake. I saw for that.
1: I've seen the trailer. It doesn't look bad, but it still looks like really why are you bothering. Yo, yeah. I know it had a huge. You know, you know a why lot bo- of these titles. You know are why they're why bothering? You're bothering. You know why they're bothering because it had a huge cult following. So they know. Well, I
0: I really enjoyed the original yeah. stepfather.
1: So they know there's a huge cult following behind that film. And so now they think that word of mouth is going to make people go to see it just because the original was good. Right. And the trailer doesn't look bad. It looks like – I'm sure if I saw it, just from what I saw, I, I would at least be mildly enjoyed uh, – pleased.
0: Yeah. Uh, then there's A Christmas Carol coming out this summer, and that's like uh, right. 100% CGI. And so so and, it's animated. And what's his name? Jim Carrey's in it. Uh Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure he plays Ebenezer. Yeah, he's in the uh, – I see the poster. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, one thing I do have to point out in the trailer of the remake of the stepfather, they even show him in the trailer, dude. That classic line where he's on the phone, and he's like, "Wait, who am I again?" And the guy, the actor who does the, the in the new film, right. flubs it. Really? I, in my opinion, I think he watched the original film. Mario
0: Quinn, the original stepfather. I
1: think. Well, he in, yeah, I think he. I think the actor that's doing it in this film. Right. which I don't have the information on.
0: Uh, I didn't bother with that because yeah. we we're going to.
1: Don't we're we're going time. quick. We're going quick. But I just wanted to mention. I think he watched the original, saw that delivery of that line, knows how famous it is, and said, "Well, I can't do it the way he did it because then I'm copying. So I have to add my own little thing to it." And he flubs it because when he, because when he instead of copying it and you going, "Wow, he did that line," and he kind of did the same way. Now what happens? He says that line, and you say, "Yeah, he did the line. I like the original better." <laughs> <laughs> it's really that was the only part of the, that's the only part of the trailer I hated. Everything else, I'm thinking, okay, they change this, they do that, right. it makes sense. And then when he gave that line, it's like, dude, why'd you have to? Why'd you have to make it your own? It's not your own, it really isn't. You're 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 now trespassing. You couldn't just like yeah. mimic. You just couldn't copy that scene. Copy genius. You had to try to improve upon genius, and now you're a jackass. Yeah. I'm not I, saying I I, I'm not even saying he's a bad actor. I'm just saying that he made a bad choice. But, you know, also... It might not have been his choice. It also may not be his choice, period. Sometimes they use B-rolls or uh, um, retakes they don't use in the trailers. So he might deliver it differently in the film. I'm hoping that's the case.
0: Yeah, no, exactly. That might just
1: be an ex. like, he might have done it ten times and that's one cut they didn't use. So while they're making the film, they're already cutting the trailer.
0: Uh, And then the last movie that comes out in 2009 might not even be Remake. But I guess it falls in that category. This is the new Sherlock Holmes movie coming out in uh, December?
1: That that counts. That counts as an adaptation than a remake.
0: Yeah. Because they're not remaking the so, other
1: films as much as they're. I mean, it's debatable. Like, like last uh, the last episode, the last podcast we mentioned, um, thing the thing Carpenter's the thing. thing. Right. And technically, it's a remake of the original film. Although you can make the argument, since he was closer to the original sto- short story "Who Goes There" that right. the original was based on, you could say, well, he's not remaking the film. He's adapting the story again. Right. With Sherlock Holmes, they're, whenever they do a Sherlock Holmes film, if they're not going straight from the book, even if they're not going straight from the book, they're still not copying another film. Right. So,
0: really, so, I, I think... You know, I mentioned it, but it's really only eight movies in 2009 if you really think about it.
1: it yeah, if you don't count Sherlock Holmes, which I don't, because that's more of an adaptation, and that's not a reboot either. Anybody calls that a reboot of Sherlock Holmes? They're going to get my reboot up their ass.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: That was me not turning my cell phone off before we... uh.
0: Record, so. What did I tell you? That's okay. It's no big deal. Hold on one we're, second. We're only human. All right, I'm going to pause now because i got to turn this up. That's Holly texting me. Just...
1: <laughs> Probably asking when we're leaving. We're not leaving now. It's 3 o'clock.
0: <sighs> okay. Uh, that moves us into 2010. Yeah. There are a lot more movies in 2010. Run down the list. All right, right down the list. You have The Wolfman, which starts off the year starring Genicio <sighs> Del Toro, and being directed by Joe Johnston, I who s- I personally don't like as a director. He's done, his movies are, you know, uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. I like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Uh, then Jumanji, Jurassic Park 3, which was forgettable. And he is also slated to direct the first Avenger, the Captain America movie, which comes out in 2011. So, I don't know. Maybe he's grown as a director, and we'll see that. You know, first bit in the new Wolfman movie? I don't know, but have you seen the trailer? Uh I have not. I saw. I, I went, have meaning to put it on the site. I, I I went to see Up, and they showed
1: the trailer before that. And and um, it looks boring as hell to me. Really? Here, here's here's what I came away from the trailer with: boring ass gothic, a lot of guys in period costumes acting civilized and boring. Okay. Uh. A quick rip off a Rick Baker scene from American Werewolf in London, but by CGI. Oh
0: God! Really? Then,
1: then more boring storylines, and then occasionally some guy in a werewolf uniform uh, stalking the girl. But they'll throw enough CGI in there so it's not a guy in a. Co- That's the problem with the werewolf. No matter what you do in a werewolf film, it comes down to either a guy in a werewolf costume, right? Bad CGI, or puppet or some kind of animatronics, which can go either way. But unless but if you're doing that time period, it's just like going it's it's Frank Langella's Dracula with a werewolf. And even even uh, Coppola when he did Dracula. He, I I
0: liked well, Coppola's here's, Dracula. Well here's the
1: deal. He, he even he understood People aren't going to want to watch gothic shit for two hours, so he threw in upside down houses and people sliding up roofs and, ba- and women eating babies, and which is actually the original book. But and right. he threw in all this weird crap and you know and, and played with it stylistically to distract from the point that it's a boring story. Right. In between the, the bouts of uh, cool stuff, you know, you you still gotcha. you still end up with a bunch of guys in period costumes walking around talking. Yeah. But the, but the family is cursed, and the, everybody in the trailer is low key. You know there's a curse. I'm here to, man to kill my, I'm here to find the man who killed my brother. You don't think it's a beast, do you? Everything's like that. Everything uh. that. But but there are people who say it is a monster. Oh, more of this. Because no one got excited back then. Yeah. <laughs> That's hungry. You know there's a man killing prostitutes walking up and down the street, run that you don't say. That's very interesting. Could, could, it, I be a, could it be a surgeon? Oh, hijack the ripper. <laughs>
0: Uh, The next up is Alice in Wonderland, Tim Burton, which I am so tired of Tim Burton. I know we've had this discussion at length. I am just very, very tired of Tim Burton. Yes. And you know what I'm also very, very tired of? I'm very tired of anything that he's produced or came up with a story for putting – Tim Burton's or Tim Burton Presents, like that new Nine movie coming out. Right. He has had so little to do with that movie, uh-huh. but his name is all over it because they know that in the end will sell more tickets, even though it, in my opinion, when I saw the trailer for it, uh, which was on TV, not online. That looks interesting. It Well, the first thing I thought of, unfortunately, for the movie was, is this a new video game? Because the special effects, or I should say the CGI, the, the animation, do yeah. not look that good at all. It looks very. Uh, there's a scene in one of the trailers where it's almost not a looking glass, but it's just this. It's like supposed to be round, I guess, and it's got a piece of glass, and you you see it like pans across the camera. And you know when you play newer video games today, they the newer systems they look phenomenal, but you can tell when there's you know uh, jagged edges sometimes and polygons. I don't play video games. You liar. <laughs> But it looked like that, yeah. where it just, they, you know, they weren't using, uh, you know, they just they weren't using the greatest equipment to well, do the ha- animation, and you can tell it just doesn't look that good.
1: Well, have you seen the trailer for the new um, Alice in Wonderland?
0: Uh, I have. It's I- just more Tim Burton. Throw as much color as you can. Uh, it just, I don't know. It just, I'm really tired of Tim Burton.
1: Yeah. Yeah, to hell with Tim Burton. He he he's he's this far away from being on the enemies list.
0: He really because only I mean, you know what he does every
1: Pee Wee's I... Big Adventure is the only reason he's not on the enemies list right now because that was still a classic.
0: Yeah, but you know what I thought even, of when I saw the trailer? Batman. I, I really enjoyed Batman. Ba-
1: Batman was good in spite of how bad it was. This is true. That was that Batman shouldn't have been entertaining because everything about it was wrong. It just happened to be a good film. Right. And we're talking about Tim Burton's Batman, the original, right? Nineteen Eighty with Jack Nicholson as the Joker. Um, all I thought of when I saw that. Trailer for for, I keep wanting to say Willy Wonka because it's another piece of crap he did. Is all I could think of when I saw Alice in Wonderland was Tim Burton pitching it, going, "We could do the whole film CGI. That's it, done. Yeah, that's it. That's uh, that's the pitch." That's
0: George Lucas effect, and all it's just just a cavalcade
1: of CGI crap and Johnny Depp playing the same character he's played in the past three Tim Burton films.
0: He really needs to escape from.
1: But he's not going to. Denver. You know why? Because, like you said, these films keep making money. Oh yeah. And then he breaks away and does like the Dillinger film, like,
0: Public, public enemies, enemies,
1: and it bombs. Yeah. Because no yeah. one wants to see him. Because everyone wants to see him do do wacky. well. Well,
0: in, in fairness, it didn't so much as bomb. It kind of broke even. I it, mean, was, it was a hundred million dollar period piece, and you know it really it, didn't do
1: well as far as no, like no no. And
0: uh, poor Michael Mann because he tries. He does try. Yeah. You know, but what are you gonna do? What else you got? Uh, we know Tim Burton sucks. Move on. Yeah. Uh, you know what movie I am looking forward to? What? Clash of the Titans in March. I actually, even though I grew up. And we're up, on
1: 2010 now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. March of 2010. Right. Clash of Titans. Right. Yeah. Uh, even though I grew up with the film as a kid, still loved that movie, even with the stop motion animation, Jason and the Argonauts type, you know, stop motion. Uh, it. You watch it today, and as far as that goes, it doesn't really hold up. I mean, it shows its age. I personally right. loved the original Clash of the Titans film and am curious to see what they could do with it.
1: I, I, I agree with you on both counts, but I'm a little more against the remake. Cause because? On the one hand, you're right. It'd be interesting to see... Because on one hand, you're right. It will be interesting to see how they managed to do it right. with the CGI and everything. But when you say that the original film shows its age... It does. It, it does, but 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 so does so does... So do most antiques. Yeah. So do most classic works of art. They're representative of a time period. And Clash of the Titans, when you watch it now, right. Yeah, it's it. Back then, it was like cutting edge stop motion animation and stuff. It was very special effects heavy.
0: Right. And, and for for a time period when there was they could only do so much.
1: It's it was it's very special effects heavy, as far as what they were able to do back then, and it's impressive considering what they did. Oh, don't get me wrong. I.
0: Love the movie, and I love those kind of special effects. Um, I'm just saying that I think it would be interesting to see what they could do now.
1: And that's that's where I'm I'm kind of differing from you here, only because what I'm saying is, back then you'd watch that film and be interested, and it's it's so captivating on how they did it and how they decided, okay, we're going to do this, and how much we're going to spend on that. And you watch the same thing now, and what it comes down to is, well, we can do it in CGI, so let's just do it. And there's no mystery about, about. there's no, not even. I'm not talking about like grand mysteries. Of how do they do that? We know it's movie tricks. But that mystery of like, know, how much effort went into this? Like the old Terry Gilliam films, like Time Bandits,
0: and oh, stuff like Baron that. Oh, Munchausen. Munchausen. Yeah, Brazil. Brazil. When you watch sure. a lot of that stuff, you know, that's they, a lot of hard work and love. Yeah, and you, you think like, movies.
1: wow, it's not that. not it's not how they do that, but the fact that they went through the trouble just to do this scene right. and make it look this way. And if they did, if they did that scene with the swinging cages now. And Time Bandits, right? CGI, I it would not be interesting. I
0: would really hope that they would opt to do the real thing.
1: But, but they, would, they wouldn't. Because the prob- uh, no, you're right. Because, because, because goddamn, it costs a lot less. These goddamn big budget filmmakers now are so freaking lazy that it's just, let's just do CGI, CGI. No one wants to go out there and do anything anymore. I, I really hope. Kingdom and, of the and, Crystal Skull, which we'll get into another oh, time. I finally yeah. saw it. You did? <clears throat> yes, I oh. did. And I'm telling you, half of that movie is just... Spielberg being so freaking lazy, where it's like, you know, we're going to do this on a soundstage. But I'm not going to get into that. But, but, no, no, but no. that's my feeling on, on Clash of Titans. I'm interested in seeing it too, and I'm curious to how they're going to do it. But I'm past the point where it's like, we can do that now, so let's do it. Let's just
0: move on and do something different. I'm really hoping that we get to a point where they know that people are getting so sick of, uh, you know, with the CGI. Let's just do it all CGI, or let's just throw a lot of CGI in there, that it's going to be refreshing. When a filmmaker actually goes back and decides to go old school on special effects, it's like you know what? I want to use no CGI or as little as absolutely positive a po- possible. And I think that's why Christopher Nolan excels when he as a director when he does the Batman movies. Definitely, because if you look at Batman Begins and uh, if you look at The Dark Knight, there you would be hard pressed to find. Very many scenes that have any kind of CGI, and when it does, it is so tastefully done. uh, You, you just you don't care. Yeah, no, and know, it's very very little. And there's a
1: movie where you could almost not blame him. Blaming you, you almost wouldn't blame him if he did like the Batmobile, almost all CGI, or those are all live action car chase sequences. Yep. If you if he did a long shot and it was like a CGI Batmobile driving through there,
0: right. you almost
1: wouldn't blame him. It's like, well, gee, you know, you got to build a whole. No, they built a whole new goddamn car. That's the they
0: used to do it. used to yeah. build something new. Yeah, and, and, it, and it cost, you know, $200 million, just like, uh, you know, let's say a movie uh, that also cost $200 million, But the difference is he did it all on sound stages with real action work, real stunt work, uh, real car chases, whereas the other film is going to go you know, 80-20 on the CGI real stuff. The days of the Lord of the Rings movies
1: is past. What was, yeah, what, what was once... Th- eight years ago. No, what I mean is what was once then cutting edge and was only in the big budget films because mm-hmm. they couldn't afford it is now commonplace and should only be being used by lower budget films that can't afford to do big epic stuff where you're actually doing stuff live. Yeah. And if you got a budget of over $100 million, stop with the CGI. Show some creativity and originality. Yeah. I will get off my horse on that now. Nope, Go ahead and move on.
0: Uh, the very next one is Death at a Funeral, which comes out in April. And it's based on Didn't. The, it's based on the same movie that Frank Oz did in 2007. Oh, wait,
1: but that, wasn't that a British film?
0: Uh, yes, it was. That's what it is. But they're basically taking the concept of the Honeymooners, the remake of the Honeymooners, yeah, and it's got like uh, it's got like Chris Rock in it, and it, it, yeah, exactly. So, um, is it an urban comedy? Uh, Could you mention Chris Rock? Is it like I haven't seen a trailer for it. To be, I haven't seen a trailer is, is, for it. Is yet. is I'm Perry just Tyler at...
1: going to be in it? I mean, that's that's Tyler a Perry. Tyler Perry.
0: Uh, I don't think so. Okay, but that uh, 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 you know what. Uh, what? Who? I mean, I'm just saying. Who cares? It, but that's the next remake. It's a remake no, no, of no. a film. Honestly,
1: no, no, no. The only reason I'm asking that is because sometimes some of these remakes is where they'll take it and they'll redo it as an urban film.
0: Yeah, like, I don't know like, that much information about. Like, it.
1: like, like, like when they did. And, and I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's, right. it's. Oh, God, you know that's not who I'm offending right now. Uh, what I'm saying is like when they right. did. Uh, Look who's coming to dinner. Right. With Bernie Mac, and they oh, and they swapped yeah, yeah, it, yeah, so yeah, it's a, yeah. it's a it's it's a black urban family, right, or suburban, I mean, whatever. But it's like a black family, and they she brings a white guy to dinner. I think that's what they're going to go for. That's what I'm asking because sometimes they'll yeah. take a, a film that back then, since everything was white people. I mean, it's only
0: two years, and they change since it. the original one.
1: So. Yeah, so that's you know,
0: oh, you know what I forgot to mention the director of Clashes. Of you know,
1: what I think is. they should do. I think they should do a, um, a remake of White Man's Burden, but they should switch <laughs> the roles.
0: <laughs> okay, same actors though.
1: No, no, not now, no, no. But, but but instead of having it where the blacks are the whites and the whites are the blacks, remake it so the blacks are the blacks and the whites are the whites.
0: you know and it, and it can be a commentary the, the, on commentary mentioned about white man's burden is the one thing that John Travolta's character does where he puts the salt and the pepper in the ketchup. You do that, I do that <laughs> ever since I saw that movie, I'm like, that is a damn good idea,
1: and that that's the only damn good idea in that film <laughs> What did I do wrong?
0: <laughs> what did
1: I do? I don't know what's more amusing, watching John Travolta pretend to be black or watching um, uh, Harry Belafonte pretend to be white. Ugh. It's like, both of you guys really this started up for cash? Yeah. And that's one of those films where it sounded like a good idea. It's like, wow, that's kind of interesting. Well, we saw that together. No, we didn't. Oh, are you sure? I'm positive. Um, no, 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 no. Maybe I saw that I, with, no, I, uh, I, I saw that down in uh, Pittsburgh when I was down in Pittsburgh. Oh, really? Yeah. but You didn't I, see it a second time when we then. No, but well, I, I, saw it I went to guys. it was like, wow, that's a kind of cool idea. It's very interesting. And then you're watching the films like, yeah, no, it really wasn't. This doesn't work at all. It doesn't. No, any kind of any kind of commentary this film was meant to have,
0: right. it's not doing it. Sorry. What else you got? Uh, well, just that. Ooh, um,
1: I see. I see. The director,
0: uh, his name is um, Neil Le- Weisow. No, Neil LaBoo. He also directed uh, Lakeview Terrace, the new Wicker Man remake, and, which I haven't uh, seen yet, and uh, Mirrors. Which, which, which I have. I just haven't watched it. Yeah. It's sitting, th- th- if, those are his claims. It's sitting think. right over there on a shelf. Oh, I have really? not watched it, yes. Uh, but real quick, uh, just, we were talking about Clash of the Titans. The director of that, he's the one that did Danny the Dog. Okay. Uh, Unleashed. Okay. okay. So there's promise there. That was actually a pretty decent film. He did Transporter 2, Okay, okay. which I didn't hate as well.
1: And, and uh, it, It's no Transporter new... 3. Huh? Have you seen Transporter 3? No, he didn't do that. Have you seen Transporter 3? But I haven't, no. Transporter 2 was good. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Oh, really? Uh, and he did... Uh, Let's put it this
1: way. Crank 2, Transporter 3. Crank 2 was good.
0: <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Uh, and he also did The Incredible Hulk, the one that came out in 2008, which which, which I like. Which was not bad. Which I like. a if lot. If the first
1: one had been anything like the second one, the first one wouldn't have sucked balls.
0: Yeah, no, very true. Right. So there is some promise for that. So th- now we're done with Clash okay. of the Titans. Uh, Piranha 3D. No, can can I just... Hold on. No, no, no. Can I just say something real quick? No, no, me first. Okay, go for it. Genius. (laughs) That's it. Genius. Move on.
1: Okay. What do you want to say?
0: All I was saying is, it just seems one in every five movies nowadays is coming out 3D. They're cramming it down our throats. Oh, yeah. It is going to kill it faster than if they had done it maybe once every ten movies. But now, it just seems every... And... I say one in five because that sounds more realistic, but it almost feels like it's even
1: more than that. You know why it feels like that? Because all the cartoons they're doing now, 3-D, because when you fil- shoot a film in 3-D, you have to use different film stock and everything. No, right. When you're doing the animated animated films, which are all computer right. animated now, it's all in the computer. So you can right. actually take that animated film and convert it to 3-D without using a special film or anything. Right. So that's why every cartoon they're doing now has a limited release in 3-D. Right. Up. Uh, for example.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: And I, I, I'm not, what I'm saying now is that they're actually hurting their ticket sales this way.
0: Oh, really? Follow
1: my logic here. I'll go for it. They're thinking we release it 3D. More people want to see 3D films. They run to see these 3D films. Yeah. That's the theory. That's the business suit. I don't have a clue what's really going on in the world theory. Here's what really happens. Parents and kids see a trailer for, uh, up, up. Select theaters, 3D. And everybody gets excited because it's 3D. The kids want to see a 3D. But it's select like theaters, yeah, and there's no mostly. theaters near them that are showing 3D. So what IMAX, happens? IMAX.
0: They don't go see. So it. what happens?
1: Yeah, we're, they're disappointed now. Well, the kids really wanted to see it in 3D, so we're going to go see Ice Age Seven instead. Yeah, that's and I I think that's happening. I think that the ticket sales for a lot of these cartoons would have been bigger in in certain areas where you don't have a local theater showing 3D. Yeah. I, if you live in a city area,
0: you're right. Yeah,
1: you're, you're going to have an IMAX or something or that's going to well, show 3D. Well, essentially, you know, but if you we live
0: on the East Coast. It's like you don't. You you pretty much bump into a, an IMAX if you just walk or drive long enough. Right,
1: but if you're not willing to take your kids 40 miles to see a film, right. or if you're not in an area where there is a theater showing 3D, you m- you might be discouraged to go see the film because it it's almost like well why would I see it plain when I should be seeing it in 3D? And the truth is, Up was not made to be 3D film. No, well ha- it's, most it's, of these cartoons it's part of a gimmick. Mar- it's not even it's not it's not even a gimmick that the film's made towards. If they made it towards a, that gimmick, and then you had things going at the camera every 10 minutes like in Right. And Piranha 3D, I'm sure, we will have. Yeah, or you know. My Bloody Valentine. Exactly. Then that makes sense. But they're they're Yeah, converting like even films... the
0: new the Harry Potter movie that came out, the, the Half-Blood Prince, the sixth film, I, from what I hear, because I didn't see it, obviously, the only first 10 or 15 minutes is 3D, and then the rest of the film is... Because it's too expensive to film otherwise. That's why. Well, yeah, it already costs $250 million.
1: Right, but the cartoons, and again, it's select like theaters are going to have that 3D. It's going to be everywhere. Sure. So I think they're actually hurting themselves doing this. I agree. And I don't think they're going to notice... And as long as that's taking money out of uh, out of uh, DC, uh, Disney's right. Disney's hands, mis- Mister, uh, we have to buy Marvel Comics now.
0: Yeah, uh, I don't think it's going to have a big change though. Well, I know Iron Man Two is about ninety percent complete, so I don't think that any difference. It shouldn't. I think I think what they're going to do. I think they just it want the money. Mar- it might be marketed different.
1: I or, think all they're going to do. It's only going to if there's some kind of controversy. It's the only thing that might come into play. Otherwise, I think they're going to keep the uh, Marvel
0: Productions uh, department exactly the way it is. I know the New York. Uh, the New York City department they have, yeah. uh, which I think is the comic book-based department, isn't being changed at all.
1: I, that's what I'm thinking.
0: Sure. I, 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 so I
1: I think they're just going to it's gonna be like, yeah, we own you, so every now and then we're going to flex, and you're going to promote this, but other than that, right. nothing. And, and Stan Lee is a big whore.
0: Huge whore. Yeah. No, you're right. Uh, you, know, they, you know what it is? How come they
1: haven't killed Stan Lee in a cameo yet? <laughs> I want to see the one where they knock a the building over, and I see Stan Lee go, oh, slap.
0: Uh, to be honest, the the biggest thing is um, I think uh, Walt Disney one of the biggest reasons they bought, uh, and I don't know this is all pure speculation. Uh, they bought Disney. Uh, Disney bought Marvel is because Universal Studios, uh, the theme park, Universal Studios, yeah. has uh, like Spider Man ride. Uh, it's oh, it's got a huge the, franchise. The, uh, Hulk ride. Uh, it's got Doctor Doom. I don't know if Universal Studios is going to be able to. Keep those rides uh, or they're going to have to pay Disney to, uh, you know, to like say they're going to have to pay Disney uh, a percentage for these rides.
1: I don't think they're they're not going to be dismantling these rides. They'll come to some kind of agreement. Yeah. It's, it's all money. It's, no, I whole I don't think. I don't think. It's like the whole Watchmen. It's like the whole watchman deal with Fox. Right. It's like, yeah, we can stop the film. You're not going to. You're just waiting for us to give you some cash. How much do you right. want?
0: No, and dismantling would probably be worst case scenario for Universal, but they're probably just they're, gonna have to pay Disney money, which stinks for Universal because their biggest market is Florida, where there's Walt well, Disney World.
1: I, I, I personally yeah. hope that this is disastrous for Marvel because I'm a DC fan. And I right. want to see an ambush bug movie in my lifetime. <laughs> so if Marvel goes under, I can get you know, and Batman st- franchise keeps going, does a lot better. Right. And and, and the next Spider Man sucks, then I might have an ambush bug film in my future. <laughs> With the, they'll, do, they'll do another Superman and they'll have ambush bug in it as the as oh, the villain. villain.
0: That would be great. That'd be cool because he was originally a villain.
1: No, I'm not getting into comic books. No, 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 no. I'm moving up, but Prana uh,
0: 3D and, genius. Yeah, the director is uh, Alexandre. I
1: have always said. Uh, my, my publisher, uh, the head publisher at IDMN Productions, who produced Monster Rally, the, um, he he used to say this when I was younger, and I so bought into it. He says, stop remaking good films. Remake the bad ones. Take a film that sucked back then, that had no budget value, that had bad actors, but had a decent idea at least, and remake that. Prana 3D may not be that film, but just the idea that they're remaking bad movies—I love that idea. Yeah, please, and, we'll, and that's
0: why we came up with uh, the movies that should be remade list. Oh, we're we'll gonna, yeah, well, we'll, we'll get into we'll, that. Yeah, but yeah, um, don't
1: don't don't remake Casablanca, remake right. remake like, like the Elvis Hawaii film. <laughs>
0: uh but the director is Alexandre or Alexandra or uh, Alexandre probably Adja. Uh, He's the guy that brought us "Hills Have Eyes" remake in two thousand and six, which I liked. Uh, he he also did "High Tension," hot tension, hot tension. Yeah, <laughs>
1: that that that.
0: But uh, that yeah. film
1: that film is good up until the ending, the, which makes no sense whatsoever. Right. Great great direction. I can't blame him for that either. Probably, uh, no, he probably had and it. And that, that and that. that's a rip of the, the Dean Kuntz book, by the way. How is it? The, well, not not the shitty ending. I mean everything else.
0: Uh, okay. Very next on the list is the Nightmare on Elm Street remake, which comes out in April. I'm looking has, forward to that. Uh, Jackie Earl Haley as Freddy Krueger. Yes. Uh, who I love. You yes. Know, uh, but You've the got one the poster's on your wall. You sick bastard. I do not. Uh, he does. I don't. Uh, but the only thing that bothers me about Jackie Earl Haley being Freddy Krueger is he's not very tall. And listen. He's the Dream Warrior. He doesn't have to be tall. He's got knives for hands. What does that matter? All right. You know, Richard England, when he's in the full makeup and there aren't any special effects and he's walking around, he's like 6'2", 6'3". Robert De Niro played the Frankenstein monster. Okay, and Robert De Niro is like 5'11", he
1: He's not that tall. He's shorter than that, De Niro? He?
0: No, he's like 5'11". I don't believe that's true. Six foot. I
1: believe he's shorter. because they up. had Because they had him sitting in like milk. Not right now, I'm not. Mr. Pouty Pants. Okay. No, I, but like in this movie they had him like on milk crates every time he was in the distance and stuff because he was okay. Yeah, fine. I
0: mean, but you can work around it in film. That's not a big deal. I just don't. His frame. He's like Jackie O'Harell. He's like 5'6". six. He looks
1: like a child molester,
0: which is what. Which, which is, is why he was in Little Children. <laughs>
1: which which is which is what they lost in the. This is a good sign because what they lost in the Nightmare on Elm Street series right. was that he was a kid toucher. He was not only just killing children, he was molesting them. Yeah. And that should have been the focus of the evil of this character, but they got lost in the whole special effects dream sequence thing. The fact that they got him playing Freddy Krueger just means they might be going back to that foundation of uh, of just, like, natural fear of somebody who preys on children.
0: Well... That That's my only qualm, and I obviously haven't seen it yet. They can make it work.
1: Well, as far as qualms go, it's a mild No, no it's very mild, yeah, but so.
0: I get to see Jackie O'Haley as Freddy Krueger, which I think is going to be very, very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but the director, remember I was talking about the director, I thought... Um,
1: and Wes Craven's not doing this remake, right?
0: No. So it might be good. Uh, well, the director is... Um, his name is Samuel Bear. And, and again, you did point out music videos nothing but <laughs> this is only only has made music videos um and it's not like the rock too there's a lot of hip hop there's a lot of rap not that that should mean that he's a terrible director but this is a this is a I film mean, i don't know this is a it film
1: just, that's going this is a film that's going to be made or by bra- made or broken by the screenplay not the direction i hope so so that's so another count what else you got robin hood
0: Coming out in May with Russell Crowe and Kate Blanchett.
1: I, I would also count that as an adaptation and not a remake.
0: You're probably right. If it's, uh, you know, but again, it's coming out and it's a Ridley Scott movie.
1: Mm-hmm. So, uh,
0: who knows? I mean, that might work out. Yeah. I, I like Ridley Scott every other movie, no. personally. Sure. Uh, next on the list is The Karate Kid, coming out in June. Now, this is on the list only because I could not find any information on it at all. Now, it it's called the Karate Kid, so I'm assuming it's the Ralph Macchio remake Karate Kid. I've heard elsewhere that they are remaking it, so yes, Fine. you're not. But it could also be the Kung Fu Kid renamed, which stars Jackie Chan.
1: No. I don't think Jackie Chan's got a market anymore in America. For, no, you're I, – I, I, I agree with I, that. I think the medallion was the uh... –
0: Yeah, the nail in that coffin. Yeah, I think that but, was uh... – But uh, realistically, it is probably a Karate Kid remake. But it because I can't find any information about it, it could be the Kung Fu Kid renamed to the Karate no, Kid. I no, think,
1: I think in the rumor mill, the word coming down was they were going to yeah. do a remake
0: of Karate Kid, so... Okay. Yeah. Uh, also coming out in June is the remake of Footloose, starring... Uh, actually, Kevin Bacon is probably going to play the father that uh, John Lithgow played. I
1: don't, I don't mind that. That's kind of...
0: Uh, the first thing that comes into my head is that he needs the money because of his bad investment with, uh, the uh, Made Madoff. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it was interesting after I read that, uh, I, I noticed that he was starting to take on roles that he probably wouldn't have. Oh, yeah. Uh, and his wife, uh, what's her name? Carrie Sedwick, I think. I think that's her name. No idea. Uh, I think her name's Carrie Sedwick. Uh, she started doing commercials that normally I don't think I've ever seen it. Bernie, Bernie, Bernie. Yeah, he he hurt them pretty bad. But Bernie. We won't get into that. Thank God I didn't give uh, him my money. The director of that is Kenny Ortega, whose claim to fame <laughs> is what? <laughs>
1: the name Ortega. That's our. Well, yeah. It I, reminds me of the 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 the, I, the, the guy from uh, Incredibly Strange Creatures who uh, stopped living became mixed up zombies.
0: Oh really? The, the, I, her
1: Italian sidekick with the, with the deformed face was
0: Ortega. I don't know. I immediately had the <laughs> the urge to go get Taco tacos. Tacos, yeah. <laughs>
1: Ortega, break me the acid.
0: <laughs> but his claim to fame is uh, directing episodes of Ally McBeal, Gilmore Girls, and I already know how this movie is going to turn out because he's the director of all three high school musicals.
1: Ooh. Yeah, I can see that. So I'm not going to be seeing this film. Yeah, no. Okay.
0: I-, I didn't plan on seeing it anyway. Anyway, but. But now that I know that he directed the high school musical movies, yeah, I'm going to stay far, far away from the theater. That weekend, yeah. Uh, I usually
1: avoid any any film that where they break open in the song, but when their kids break right. open in a song, unless it's Bugsy Malone, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not even.
0: You just made a Bugsy Malone reference, and I do.
1: I I make more Bugsy Malone references than any podcast around. I guarantee it. Per per podcast, if you average it out, there will be more think, Bugsy Malone. Bugsy Malone. Scott references.
0: Baio is is a, a guest uh, on our show.
1: Why would I want that?
0: Talking Bugsy Malone. <laughs> Jodie Foster. come Yeah, because that's what he wants to be remembered for. Yeah, in a lot of ways, he probably does. Charles
1: in Charge <laughs> of your life.
0: I like Charles in Charge.
1: I liked it when I was a stupid kid. Well, yeah. I I, I still have that one. There's only I did say
0: like. There's the there's time. there's
1: one there's one quote that's always stuck in my head from that show is when there's a dream sequence and the mother comes in and she's like apparently in the insane asylum right and she comes in and is like mom you're loose it's like no I'm just very friendly. <laughs> Don't know
0: why it's like stuck there forever. Never gonna yeah, get forever. rid of Forever and ever. I used to uh, watch that
1: and in, in, uh small small wonder.
0: Small wonder. Oh, where the the kid that uh, was the the little brother. It was obviously it's not true, but it was rumored that he was uh, Billy Corgan, lead singer of Smashing Pumpkins. Right, which is not for a long time. Yeah. Or Gerard Yeah. Light.
1: No, no, no. That. <laughs> no, no. The, the 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 kid that was in Small Wonder was much more talented. Yeah,
0: <laughs> oh, oh. I like Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah, I'm but, sure you do. Hey. Uh, next up is Red Dawn, which comes out in September. At one point was,
1: per death on screen, the most violent film ever made. And only rated PG-13. And only rated PG-13, yeah. which just shows you that the MPA is full of shit. Yeah. Um, why would you remake And And it's like the Brat Pack goes on like defends America. How do you remake that modern day? Is it going to be a period piece?
0: That's uh, the question. That, there's no information about it yet. Because
1: um, my only, because the idea—it's probably my, it's my I fear. I don't
0: think it's going to be a period piece. That is my I think fear. It's going to be modern day.
1: Because back then it was supposed to be, you know, a big anti-communist, pro-American. Right. What if they came to our shores instead of launching nukes? Thing
0: that doesn't fly today. Uh, but the director, his name is uh, Dan Bradley, and uh-huh. he's this is his first directing film. Uh-huh. I have in front of me three pages of movies that he's worked on as a stuntman. Really? Yeah, that's all he's done for his entire career is stuntman work. Now that doesn't mean he's not going to be a good director. Cooper on that list? Cooper? Uh, I don't think so.
1: <laughs> but <laughs> then he's not a good stuntman, no. Because uh, so. that was the stuntman movie.
0: But he's done films stuntman wise, uh, like Trancers, Reanimator, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Part Two, Hamburger the Movie. Uh huh. Uh, all the way up to you know big Hollywood budget films like Spider Man, Spider Man Two, and The Bourne Ultimatum.
1: Oh, he only goes back to like nineteen eighty something.
0: That's a long career for some. Oh,
1: man. I'm thinking Hooper was like back in the seventies. But, oh. oh, but he, he did something House. The the ni- uh,
0: 1985. Nin-
1: 1986, uh, 1986,
0: William Cat. Yeah. Uh. Cool. Yeah. I mean, he literally he's got a hundred and fourteen movies he's done as a stunt man. Right. And um. He his long illustrious career as a stuntman, and it doesn't mean he's not going to be a bad director. He's been on enough movies. He's seen you know a, enough how they work. You notice, know as a
1: stuntman, he knows how he's not just thinking, "Okay, I want to get the shot." He knows what has to happen to make that shot and happen
0: for a movie like Red Dawn. That's probably going to be stunt heavy.
1: Now, see, but he, he
0: probably is probably might be the right man. For but the but job. do you
1: understand what my my, my concern is? If it's not a period piece, if it's modern day. It really does not work unless they try to say, "Oh, like what if, uh, what if Iraq or Afghan or you know the Taliban drop them drop soldiers off here?" If they try to yeah. take a modern day terrorist feel to it, it's not going to work. It it's only, not going to do well.
0: It only works as a period piece. And it's coming out in September. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you that's, know, so, that's another major concern. Yeah. yeah. So.
1: Um, so my concern is they have to keep it a period piece, a, a cold a Cold War right. period piece, and not try to modernize it. Okay. If, if they do it as kind of as that kind of an homage thing, great. Mm-hmm. But don't modernize it because it's going to fall apart. And it's it's too com- it was too complicated of a subject back then to be such a simple film. Yeah. But to do it now when it's when we're not, you know, against one country in a major war, it won't work. Right. Yeah. Uh, and so they, and I guarantee they're not going to have like brat packs in it. You know. Uh, now they got the kids from High School Musical. <laughs> Think about it. The kids from High School Musical. The, the graduation, like, was part three the graduation or the prom? I don't know. I, I, I Part three was the,
0: don't care. I don't okay. care. What about the, the, kids from
1: High School Musical had to defend our country from invading communists? And they did so and it occasionally broke into song. I want to see, uh, like, the, the pretty boy lead, gut shot, singing about America. <laughs> as he's, like, pulling the pin on the grenade and, like, laying on it, dying. Okay, I see that. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah. yeah, I see that. Yeah, if
1: they're gonna kill off half the cast of High School Musical,
0: yeah. Sure,
1: I gotta send him an email. Okay, hopefully well, they're not too far into production; they can change it now. Okay, let's do that. Uh, it would be like Star, Starship Troopers, right? But better or good? Yeah, it would be Starship Troopers, but good. But good. Yeah, you, you take Starship Troopers and take out and take out the sex and the uh, nudity and the science fiction futuristic stuff. And just insert High School Musical song and dance. Okay. And and more guns.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. (laughs) Anything else? Uh, Smurfs. Same thing. December. Same thing. Now I've heard rumors. uh, Yeah, I've heard rumors that this might not come out in two thousand and ten. Uh, but it's still slated for two thousand and ten December. Uh, so I would imagine that it is going come going to come out two thousand and ten. Right. That's. I would just think that it is. Uh, director's name Raja Gosnell. Raja Agul is making films? Yeah, no, because it probably would be good if he did. Uh, he's done but movies. It, like but it would be part of a plot to take over the world. Yeah. <laughs> Setting the world back at, uh, you know, the beginning. Yeah. Starting over. He's done movies like, uh, Home Alone 3 and Never Been Kissed, Big Mama's House, Scooby Doo, Scooby Doo 2, Yours, Mine, and Ours. And Beverly Hills Chihuahua.
1: You know what? I'd give him a pass on on Scooby Doo. The original. If he sure. hadn't done Scooby Doo too, I can forgive Scooby Doo. But doing the
0: sequel was like, no, stop. Yeah. Uh, so that's his claim to fame as far as what he's directed. Uh huh. I don't think it's gonna be good. Probably not. I mean, my wife remembers it when she was a kid. Loved that, it. But then again, but it's a kids' cartoon. When he exp- it, it doesn't it, have to be well, complicated. I, it'll probably be one hundred percent. CGI. Did, did, did
1: Beverly Hills Chihuahua make money? It did. Smurfs will be fine. Don't don't worry Beverly about it. Beverly
0: Hills Chihuahua actually did much better than they actually anticipated.
1: Smurfs will be fine. I
0: actually think uh, Beverly Hills Chihuahua it didn't make a hundred mil, but uh, it was it made over fifty million at the box office.
1: Gargamel will not be disappointed.
0: Yeah, uh, it might be live action with CGI, but it's probably gonna be all CGI. The Cash the
1: Cash from High School Musical painted blue. Oh. And, right. and wearing a white hat in them, Uh, And
0: then Gulliver's Travels in December. And again, you might say that that's a adaptation. It but, is an adaptation, yes. But because they've made movies, several movies of Gulliver's Travels. Recent, more,
1: mo, all, most of the recent ones have been made for TV or made for cable. Uh,
0: they did have one that went theatrical. I'm saying it was a recently. while ago. Yes, but. and recently. More, the, more of the, the recent ones. That I think Ted Danson it,
1: did one, didn't he? Yeah, that yeah. was TV then. Uh,
0: yeah, that's what I mean. Uh, but the fact that they're making it again, does it fall into the remake list? Or reboot? No, if mean, it ad- ad- if it, it?
1: it's an adaptation, and they're doing it because CGI, they all can right. get away with more now. So, now they can have little people crawling all over them, and it won't look like, you know, So blue-screen. that
0: actually will cut our list from 12 movies down to... Uh, uh, nine. Right,
1: but again, these are the just same the ones, as two
0: thousand and nine.
1: And these are just the ones that are currently slated, though they, the schedule could change and more could come up because you got the eighteen one coming out, like you mentioned. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Rob Zombie just signed up to do the Blob remake, the blob, which, which, which a lot will
0: definitely—I—I I think it's out uh, this time next year. Right. So it'll make the two thousand and ten list. I, a lot
1: of people are bitching about that. I think it's—I think it's going to be done very well because I think he's they, one of the few people that might
0: actually try to do it. Old school. Yeah, they're giving him twice as much money as they did for Halloween 2. They're giving him $30 million instead of 15 And I think it's mainly because he, his movies made money.
1: I, I think he's one of the few guys doing horror film remakes right now who probably won't say, okay, let's make the blob CGI. I have, gut, well, he's I have already a gut been, feeling.
0: He's already been quoted saying that the blob isn't going to be a big blob. It's going to change a little bit. Uh, oh, now, that, now I'm he, worried. That's the first thing he said he's going to change. Because, well, it, It's not going to just be a rolling around the you know, blob. It, if, it's, if That's if, the whole if point. It, if, I know. If it takes the figure of a, a human or a person at all, it's probably going to suck.
1: You can't. But remember when they tried that with the blob remake in the uh, late 80s. Do you remember right. that one where they gave it tentacles? The one in 1988? Yes. That would be late the 80s. The Germ
0: Warfare. The, what the one where which the blob was created through germ warfare? No,
1: it was the meteorite. What are you talking about? One of the, with the, uh, the one of the demons was in it, or not demons? One of the um, no, 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 no. Dylan's.
0: Yeah, Matt Dylan. Yeah, that Matt wasn't Dylan's germ warfare. Brother, no, brother. it was
1: not germ warfare. The, the old man even pokes it with a stick. It falls down in a meteorite.
0: You're right. Yeah, no, I know. I'm sorry. You're it's right. okay.
1: It's all right. Um, There's a lot of this stuff. No, you going know what around. it is.
0: There's actually a, a scene in the film. Where, uh.
1: Oh, yeah, they come in with the soup, the catastrophe. Matt, Matt and everything. Dillon's
0: brother, who I can only remember his last name, uh, he actually says, uh, his, his exact line was, it's like, yeah, they're here for, uh, you know, for this, you know, for their germ warfare. Oh yeah, because they want to keep it. They're trying yeah, to capture it. And yeah, stuff, they're, yeah, they're they're they trying. Yeah, that's. I'm sorry, I got. Confused.
1: No, no, that's that's confusion. But, but but that thing. they said, oh, we're going to change it now. So instead of being just a a blob of protoplasm, right? It was uh, it had tentacles that would shoot out too and grab people, right. Which did, made no sense. But and, did you like the blob In 1988. Movie? I did not like it, but it it is on my list of films where they killed the kid. Oh yeah. Because because it's really bad for them to kill a child in films, and not only did they kill. Like a twelve-year-old kid, but they melted his face off. <laughs> and she comes out of the water, <laughs> like his face melting off. And they also killed. They also killed. A, they melted a squirrel. They did. They like a half-melted squirrel, like twitching and stuff. So cruelty to animals and young children. So that's on the yeah. list. Uh, I. That's a short list. Too. I remember
0: liking the 1988 vlog. Um, yeah, I remember not liking it. No,
1: I remember liking it. Yeah,
0: but hey, whatever. But that's it for the oh, 2010 and, and, remakes. Wait,
1: and, wait, wait. If you go back, uh, it, it, um, also, there's a really horrible blue screen shot of them running while the blob's behind them. Oh, really? I, I remember it clear as day. And you, you I don't remember miss, that. And complain you about blue screens, go back and watch that and wait for the scene where they're running out of the restaurant or diner. And, yeah. they're, and there's, like, they're running down the hall, and there's a shot of the blob on the ceiling behind them. And it just, like, slaps you in the face. It's like, oh, my God.
0: <laughs> I should watch that again. That
1: was, that was like, you guys can't fix this in post.
0: But that's our list for 2010. Right. Uh, but like you said, you know, you know, like the blob is now probably going to be added to that. He's probably going to have that ready for next summer this time. Yeah. So uh, we're down to nine, but with that, it would actually be ten. It so would change. actually be more movies than 2009. And there's some stuff. Around. And they keep going up every year.
1: Yeah, like Plan Nine was just announced. That that may take too long, depending on how big they're going to put budget into right. it. There's tons of remakes out there that they might, they might just give a quick goose
0: to because they
1: think they're trying to beat somebody else yeah, out.
0: It's just it's Hollywood's new, new thing. Now, else.
1: now uh, when we had this idea of covering the remakes, I I suggested that we come up with t- titles of films we think they should be remaking. Right. So you want to go ahead and give a couple years? Yeah, the first
0: one I have is The Godfather 3. Uh, don't give me that look. <laughs> <laughs> you want to remake a sequel. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, I do. Because I the first two films, I love the first two films. Uh, and we went into that a little bit in the last one, uh, uh, last episode when we were talking about Last House on the Left. Yes. Uh, listen to that to see how we get into that. It's, it's pretty interesting. But anyway, the, the third film, so weak as far as, you know, that line, that trilogy is I would really, even when I first saw it, when it first came out in 1990, okay, which is now 19 years ago, uh... I absolutely, after seeing it, said this movie should be thrown away and started over and just just totally redone and be made the right way. And I still feel like that to this day. So that's why it's on my list. Because as far as a movie goes, as far as that trilogy goes, I know it's modern day, everyone's older. But, you know, you got to remake that film before everyone dies. Which... You know, you, that so film would need to be realistically remade within the next five to ten years. So it's not going to happen. But if I had my way, it would be remade the right way.
1: So you're not actually trying to to look back at an old film. You're trying to right it wrong.
0: Yeah. In your eyes. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. That's a refreshing uh, look to doing for it.
1: <laughs> I mean – I've had my own because, you, you know, I've had my own theory as far as writing wrongs. So I right. want – because you know how Lucas went back and, and changed all his Star Wars things yeah. so there's more stuff in the back. I always – I had my own idea of going back and doing things. Like I want to go to every Sean Connery film right. that Sean Connery's ever been in yeah. and digitally change it so his character's name is Sean Connery. That's <laughs> the only character he plays because he's a hack and he does not deserve the credit he gets. I yeah, know he just, just, like,
0: just like Andy Garcia.
1: Yeah. Well, no, no, exactly, no, 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 no. Oh, come I, on. I like Andy
0: Garcia. He's the same person in every but, movie. But I want
1: to go back. So so is Morgan Freeman. So in all, all the sense. James Bond films, instead of that, he's like, my name's Connery. Sean Connery. And <sighs> and so every other film, when he plays, uh, does he play King Arthur in a film? Uh, I want to go back and change that character's name to Sean Connery. I don't think he does. He was in an Arthur film. Something like that. I, I hey, you know what I else? The top of my head, I don't know.
0: You might be thinking. Every, every you know, I want to do that. Like And also,
1: Sean Bean, for example. I want to go back to every Sean Bean oh, film I made.
0: Shot with arrows. I, I
1: want every film that Sean Bean's in to have his character die with three arrows to the chest fired from by, by an orc. <laughs> and the National Treasure 1, when the cops are surrounding him, I was like, right in the chest. <laughs> the cops look and there's an orc on the roof. He ducks out of view. Uh, you yeah, know. I would see that. I, you know, uh, the, the, the hitcher. At the end, oh, God. you guy, you know, he uh, gets shot at the end, and then, then he gets back up, and then the orc just steps up behind the burning bus. <laughs> <That> <laughs> thank, you. So thank you, thank you, Master Orc. Yeah, but um, I, I, so I get your seeing. You want to, you want right to write or wrong? Yeah, know? I, I felt. you, wanna, and, you want you want to go back? And, know, and it's not like you, know, you want to go back and make Greedo shoot first. You want to go back and yeah,
0: you know. And it's not like you know. Coppola didn't direct that. He did. You know, and it you just, just don't approve. I just didn't approve. I, I think he's a better director than that. Right. I think he felt. Like, once he got started, it was almost like uh, Apocalypse Now, where he started to actually go crazy during the filming of that. He, not that he went crazy during the filming of The Godfather 3, but I think expectations were so high Uh that he just, it got lost somewhere. Lost. In translation. Which is water. Just stop. (laughs) What else you got? What else? Uh, Uh, Scanners. Well, why? That's perfect. Come on.
1: Come on. They have though. They I, remade that though. They keep stealing the idea for other films.
0: Uh, yeah, but another film actually called Scanners with the same premise, redone.
1: Oh no, I'm sorry. I was thinking Transfers. No, they are doing Scanners.
0: They are. They are. That's yeah. in the works. Yeah, not for 2010. Not for
1: 2010. Said. But no, they are doing a remake of Scanners. Oh, yes. Okay. I was well, thinking. I was thinking Transfers. I was thinking Tim. Uh, Tim. Um, Tim. Me- no. Matthews. Tim. Matthews. Tim. Matthews. <laughs> no. Tim Mathis is the guy from Airplane.
0: No, I think you're right. I think it's Tim Mathis.
1: All right. Anyway. Oh, wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, Yeah. yeah, yeah. <coughs> um, yeah. Shows how big transfer fans we are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. We got to uh, call Boujna on that one. Yes. Uh, no, no, no yeah, but... They're, they're doing uh, the scanners. But you know what? I, I The original Cronenberg film, I, I, I do like... The original scanners. I mean, I grew up with it. I love that movie. Oh, me too. Me too. But I, I do think that that movie, because uh, if you look back at it, um, you know the actors in the film—they're not the greatest actors in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't pull off their lines that that well. Uh, it just—it's a low-budget film that Cronenberg. You know, made you know what's always stuck in my head? What? There's
1: a scene in uh, Transfers three or four, yeah, since Transfers came up, yeah. where uh, he. he Tosses the gun to this girl. They're being surrounded. They're in like right. a barn or something. And he just says to her, uh, save the last two bullets for us. Or save a bullet for yourself. And at that point, it just occurred to me, I would shoot you right there. <laughs> that's your plan to get us out of here. <laughs> what the, I'm sorry, but scanners, no, but I heard they're redoing scanners. And, and that should be interesting. Okay. Especially if they decide to modernize it and, and right. give a separate reason for the scanning ability other than um, like a thalidomide type birth thing. I'm personally hoping they make it... Um, Make it uh, like saccharin or like some kind of artificial sweetener. Rho-hypnol. Ro- <laughs> date rape drugs resulting in pregnancies. It's bizarre. <laughs> uh,
0: anyway, uh, so yeah, uh, Scanners is uh, the next film I think it would be good to be remade. Right. Okay. You got something? Oh, uh, You keep going with yours. I'm Okay. Gonna... Uh, Clash of the Titans I actually had on there. Uh, before you saw they were making it? Yeah, before oh. I saw that they remade it. Okay. Uh, just yeah, And we got into that before, so we won't yeah. get into that again. Uh, scarecrows. The movie Scarecrows. Now
1: there's like a classic little horror film that, like, woulda, coulda, shoulda. I mean, it should have gotten more attention. Right. If it wasn't for directed video kind of stuff, like, right, we never right. would have seen it. It's a simple little film, and
0: I think it's a brilliant idea, and I think could be really well executed not today. Only,
1: and not only is it a brilliant idea, it was one of those horror films where they didn't try to explain it fully. Right, like near the end, it's like, oh look, we found a farmhouse, and there's some satanic stuff. Move on. <laughs> yeah, doesn't matter. They're trying to kill us. We'll, we'll solve this later. Scooby Doo's not here. You know? Right, exactly. So we, <laughs> we don't have to explain
0: why scarecrows are killing us. They're killing us. <laughs> <laughs> They're stuffing us. We, yeah, you know, with straw. What's going on? Yeah.
1: If you can get past that, the premise of this, you don't really need an explanation. Right. You know, nothing we say is going to say, well, now I under- now that makes more sense to me.
0: Right. Yeah. But yeah, I would definitely love to see that redone.
1: I could. That, that's that's a good call. I wish I had thought Thank of that.
0: You. Uh, Logan's Run, I also they are have.
1: they are doing that. That's been on the that's really that's been on the books for a while now. So is Fahrenheit 451, because both of those I think had Damon attached, Matt Damon attached.
0: Really, Logan's okay. Run
1: for a while had Matt Damon well, attached.
0: Well, okay, uh, but you're right. Just because it's you know it's slated doesn't mean it'll ever happen. Yeah. So
1: but they, they sh- you're right. They should make that because I'm not a fan of the original film. I don't like it.
0: Okay, I've always thought it was cheesy. No, I, as well. I uh, me as well. Okay. And I think if it's redone, that that might work out mm-hmm. really really neat. Um, then. I think Star Wars, I think George Lucas, this will only happen when he's dead, uh, I think George Lucas, I think it could, maybe not remake the first three, and maybe not even bother remaking uh, you know, episodes one, two, and three again, but I don't give a shit what you say, Lucas, you are caught on film and audio saying that that is supposed to be a nine-part series, you may deny it. You absolutely may deny it. I think but I think Joey's throwing down right now. He's got look a look at death in his eyes.
1: <laughs> but if Lucas was here, I would be, like, stand, standing between them.
0: That would – is supposed to be a nine-part series. And uh, I actually have the video. It's called uh, – uh, what is it called? Uh, the Making of a Saga. Uh-huh. Uh, and it was done during uh, Return of the Jedi. And in an interview, Lucas is actually quoted as saying that he envisions this series as a nine-part series. Really? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. And I think once he's dead, okay, there are a lot of other people that have written a lot of Star Wars uh, novels that will get the script right, because what he did with Episode One, Two, and Three was just a crime against humanity. I
1: don't think they were that bad.
0: They were awful. No, I'm kidding. Obviously, they, yeah. they sucked. Yeah. yeah. Okay.
1: Uh, but I couldn't you know, hold a straight face on that one. I know
0: the original Star Wars. Uh, what was one of the things that we said? It's okay to like it as long as you admit that it's a bad just, film. Just because you like
1: it doesn't mean it's good, right? And and well, so, that's the
0: premise of Bad Movie Day too. Yeah,
1: so. I mean, I grew up with Star Wars. I loved them as a kid. I go back now. I recognize the bad acting. I recognize how how crappy some of the right. like the plot makes no sense in certain aspects of it. There are plot holes you could drive a truck through. Doesn't yeah. mean that I wasn't allowed to enjoy it as a kid, right? You know, it, you can like it doesn't mean it's good.
0: No, you're right. That's it. But, uh, yeah, I think once he's dead and uh, once there's no other, you know, any type of Lucas influence, Mm -hmm. they could actually make those movies again, uh, even if they just do episodes 7, 8, and 9, and they could be really good.
1: Yeah. I mean, I I wish I could sit here and tell you. Yeah, as a kid I hated the Ewoks. No, I was an idiot. I liked them just like everybody else did. Yeah. It's only now that I look back and hate them. No. Yeah. You know, and so I'm not I'm not going to so. sit here and pretend that I've always been as uh as as uh, clever and erudite as I am now. Right. Which erudite means you can actually pronounce the word. So I've already lost on that one. <laughs> but yeah, it's you you're going to enjoy you, even if you if it's a bad film you can enjoy it. Yeah. You know, not just because it's bad for camp. Sometimes right, right. sometimes a film like just catches your imagination or makes you laugh, and even though you know you shouldn't like it, it's still fun. Absolutely. Well, I've got a list of remakes that I think I would like to see done, too. I'll run these okay. off let's, by you. Let's hear them. All right, right off the bat. Santos versus the Vampire Women. What? Santos.
0: Vers- I've never seen that. I know you haven't seen, but
1: you, one thing, I know they did that. I've never heard of it. They did anymore. the crappy-ass Jack Black um, uh, Libro Nacho. Oh, yeah, I forgot Nace. to tell you,
0: uh, the star of Gulliver's Travels is Jack Black. May he burn in hell. <laughs> I um, just thought I'd just throw th- a salt you. in the now. I, now I'm definitely not seeing it. I hate. I wouldn't see now. Now, enough.
1: but they, 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 despite the success or the random, the, the recent popularity of Mexican wrestling films in right. America, uh-huh. they have not done a, fa- a faithful rendition of the Mexican wrestling films. And Santo, of course, is the king of them all. Right. They should redo Santos versus the Vampire Women. Okay. I mean, because the great thing about it too is it's humor. If, if, if
0: it, if, hey listen if, if, if they if if it's done right i'll i'll just watch i'll they, watch anything if they
1: do it right like the first the first like 15 minutes of this film is basically just your typical kind of vampire thing you know this uh the vampires rise and oh then there's a queen that leads them and we have to track down this girl and she's the daughter of a socialite and but she's supposed to be the reincarnation of this other vampire queen and the, and the father knows about this but he He's like father, I saw I saw a vampire bat floating at the window. Oh, you're imagining things. Ah, uh-huh. there's something like that going on. Meanwhile, he's scared shitless. So he's like, he's calling the police and telling them my danger. My daughter's in danger. I can't tell you why. And then 20 minutes in the film, out of nowhere, he's in his office, like looking up the facts about this stuff. And a guy, bare chested with a mask and a cape. And Wrestling Tights walks in, I heard you were having trouble, Professor. And, <laughs> and it's fucking genius. And they got to run with it. I mean, Santo was even like a, in his later years, he was more like a James Bond guy. Okay. He was like a, he, he was a, a millionaire. He'd pull up with the, he'd have like the girls hanging off him on the yacht with the masks still on. And, and he would solve crimes for fun. He'd pull up in his Aston Martin, like James Bond. Is a, I hear there are problems with the local uh, gangsters you
0: need dealing with.
1: And... <laughs> They, it's crying for like a real remake. Put a real budget into it. Have some real car chases. All right. Well, have like it, the mad scientist with the you know with the with the, the with the death ray that tries to hypnotize him and then you know he
0: like shakes well, him off. Let me ask you this. Yes. I, I mean, I've never heard of this movie. I don't know if it's. You know, I will we, give you a copy. Okay. Actually, I'm we mistaken. only have between us. We only realistically have a two to three year age difference. Okay. Yeah. So I, I don't think it's one of those things where it's you're older and you saw it and no, I not. didn't. It's not like that. But well, I've never heard of this movie. Well, but
1: you've heard of Santos or the Blue Demon. Or the rest of I've it.
0: heard of that, yeah. Now,
1: you, I, you, I don't know if you were there. There was actually a night in Doug's basement. Doug was a friend of ours back then. We used to hang out in his basement That's all right. the time. That was the local hangout for us. Instead of, like, hanging out in front of a 7-Eleven, we'd hang out in Doug's basement. It was. A, we a little, would go
0: to the 7-Eleven and then go back to the right. basement. Right. It was,
1: it, was <laughs> it was a little cleaner in Doug's basement. Less cops. But one time we all sat around. Jose was with us because we started asking him questions because I had a copy um, I forget. I forget which one it was. I because it wasn't an English name, right? But it was a wrestling film, a Mexican wrestler film, okay. and they were they were fighting vampires or demons or zombies. I think it was zombies.
0: And you asked Jose to. Translate. And we were asking <laughs> Jose
1: to translate because there were no subtitles. <laughs> and here's the best part about it: there was I'm no. Sure, sp- he
0: got insulted. No, no, no. He was cool about it. He was, was actually. He?
1: But here's the deal: I mean, we didn't know the title of the film. There was a midget in it. That's important. Okay. He was El Pinguino. Well, and little person. There were three. Now I we knew we found out later right. that the three wrestlers in the film were Santos. The Blue Demon, okay, and the Man of a Million Masks. Okay. Now, as you can guess, his shtick is he keeps changing masks. Right. Film's not in English. We don't know this, so all we all we know is there's like eighty wrestlers in this film. <laughs> there's the there's the guy with the blue mask and the other guy, but this other these other ones keep popping up here and there, and it's never the same one twice. It's the same guy. This keeps changing his damn masks. <laughs> but that's what you need. I mean, uh. they got really got to remake. They have to do a Santos movie. Okay. They even just call it Santos. Comes to America. You know how you had Shaft goes to Africa? Right. Have Santos comes to America.
0: It will do so bad. No, it would do well. No, it won't. You know why? If it's a kid's film, No, not a kid's film. It's not a kid's film. I'm just saying, if it was, it might. I'm telling you, if you do it right, you can do the
1: humor in it without making it a parody.
0: Okay, who plays Santos? I don't don't know. Benicio Del Toro? Somebody, somebody,
1: (laughs) you don't know, he's got a mask on. You never give the name of the guy.
0: George Lopez?
1: Santos. (laughs) If you, Santos kept his mask on. Am i
0: typecasting these people. Because
1: you know the whole you know the whole thing is you keep the mask on until someone defeats you. Uh, yes. I mean uh, Santos he he went for so long undefeated and he always kept the mask on in public because of the the whole image. Right. His face was actually deformed by it. His ears were pinned back. His nose got squashed. Oh wow. So after so later on in life he was embarrassed to go out in public without the mask on. Yeah. Okay. And you know, you know, I was a Mexican wrestler for a couple of years. You were back in the uh, uh, mid '90s. I, I remember it well. Yeah, yeah, it was a troubling couple of years of my life. Yeah, it was a couple
0: of uh, uh, garage sale incidents. Yeah. Other than that, you know,
1: you know, I, no I quit, one got too hurt. I quit the circuit early, <laughs> mainly because I didn't understand what they were talking. I never learned the language. That's true. Yeah.
0: But if you do, if you're you, a better man for it. Yeah. If
1: you do a news search for El Gringo Largo, I may come up. And I still do. I still do like autograph sessions. I still have the mask. You do so. kids parties? No, I don't because they, I scare the kids. You do, but I will do oh, autograph okay. sessions. Okay. Bar Mitzvah is a different story, though. Bar Mitzvah is. I will do not. Not what about Bat, bat Mitzvah? No, I was about to say not Bat Mitzvah. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Okay. All right, another film they should remake. Okay. The Garbage Pail
0: Kid movie. Oh, I would love to see that. How about that, man? I would absolutely love to see that. I mean, you know what's interesting? What I actually saw that. Uh, on a on another person's movie that sh- movies that should be remade list. Really? Yeah, I I was just on the internet. I I'm was not the first. Around. No, you weren't, because I was looking up information about. Because
1: they really missed the mark on that film.
0: Yeah, they did. I was I was actually doing uh, research on the films being, that were remade in 2009 and 2010, and I came across some guy's list of films that should be remade, and Garbage Pail Kids was on his list. Really? And I was like I was like, holy crap!
1: And I have not seen that since it came out. Uh, as most people have not seen it at uh, all,
0: eighty six, I believe, something like
1: that. It was it was ahead of its time, and but they just didn't know how to handle it.
0: Amazing, a movie based off of stickers.
1: Yeah, <laughs> but, but I think they should redo that, they, and but do a CGI. I'm for CGI in that, and because uh, instead of having half a dozen characters like with midgets and costumes, you just do like like all of them. Yeah, and just I I don't know I I, I have no idea for the plot. I'm not writing a screenplay no, we, right now. We, we
0: should show that for. For a bad movie day, I think so. Uh, I would. I think that would be pretty,
1: pretty well received. Well, have to add that to the list.
0: I think so. All right, what do you got?
1: All right, uh, Street Trash,
0: S- Ultimate Melt movie.
1: Yes. Ah, uh, for th- for those who have never seen the film Street Trash, which actually got a decent re-release recently, a uh, remastered. It
0: actually got a very, uh, a very well done remastered release. Oh, you remember uh, the name of those
1: people that did that? I should look um, this up.
0: It's not Anchor Bay. It's um, no, it's not
1: Anchor Bay. Um. I, I, we will plug them next podcast. I will look it up. But uh, they also did uh, a nice remastering uh, two-disc edition of Frankenhooker.
0: Same guys, right? Uh, No. No? Uh, I thought the, it was the um, same
1: people. Oh, I should have stopped talking now then because I got all my facts wrong. I didn't wrong.
0: think it was the same people. No.
1: I'll double check. I'll, I'll look into that. I will have the answers next episode. And if we, and if we find them, we will put links up on the podcast you to
0: go also, at, the very, at the very least. Yeah, you, the guys that did Frank and Hooker are also the guys that did the remastered at uh, the very Rock least, and Roll movie.
1: Yeah, at the very least, when you, yeah, they did the Rock and Roll re release too, which yep. is good. They find these obscure cult films and they redo them and they do a great job. But at the very least, you will have a, a Street Trash trailer on Movie Sucktastic when you go to download this podcast.
0: Oh, Look it up. Yeah, it'll be in the video section. But
1: Street Trash is like a, a really ultra low budget horror film, horror comedy film. Right. Basic budget is there's a town full of winos. And this one liquor store finds an old crate of a recalled liquor called um, Viper. Viper, uh, so, oh, something else. It's something Viper. Nice. It's, it's not just Viper. It's something Viper. But oh, it, really? it, yeah, but it's a, uh, it's a called Viper, and it was recalled for some reason. So we, this guy starts selling the bottles for well, a what dollar happened, bottle. what
0: What happened was it was recalled, but. He found a case of it I in going, his liquor store. Yeah, I wasn't going into too much detail. Okay. I was, no, I'm just saying. I'm just trying to skim over it. It, it was one of those things where, you know, yeah. it, it, he found a case in his liquor store. He says, hey, eh, why not? I'll so, sell this. So he
1: sells the bottles for a dollar a bottle. Homeless people buy it, they drink it, and then they melt in hideous ways. Yeah. Now, why this is going on, there's actually a subplot involving, like, this king of the, the hobos who lives in a junkyard, uh, an old Vietnam vet that has a, a, a dagger carved out of a human femur bone. And then he's at war with these other guys that live in the area. And then there's one of the guys from The Sopranos is in it. Yeah. And and this is a film not to be missed. It is just one of the most. If you have never seen Street Trash, it is the only film I've ever seen that has a decapitation by oxyacetylene tank. And it it is the best film. And it's
0: probably a a lot of their budget went to that scene. It it? was a great, I mean,
1: really masterful. For low budget, the special effects, the the gory special effects are top notch. And the best scene of severed penis touch football you will ever see.
0: Yeah, with wacky music as well.
1: Well, you, you know, you don't need wacky
0: music for the severed penis football. You don't, football, but, but they have it, and it works yeah. really well. Uh, what else you got?
1: Well, I I feel kind of like I'm cheating a little bit because I have two films that MST3K did. Okay. Uh, Santo vs. the Vampire World right, was actually the MST3K was, film. Was Manos, the Hands of Fate. Manos. I think they should redo Manos. <sighs> I don't know. I, th- <laughs> I think – but I think it should – and I think they should keep the same locations. Okay. And it'd be more of a really taut thriller. Think of think – Do they, of, they keep the title? Yeah. Manos. We lose the hands of fate. It's called it Manos.
0: Manos. Manos.
1: And uh, and I think what they
0: should do – I think it's referred to as one of the worst films ever made. I, I just – Yeah, yeah. I just think – listen. If anyone has the balls enough to If they're remaking Plan remake- 9,
1: they can remake Manos.
0: But here's what you do. Yeah, but okay. Everyone that sees okay, Plan Nine, they're going to go into it going, well, you know, Plan Nine was really horrible. This is probably going to be horrible too. I mean, you, just, you don't know. Think of, so. think of it as a cross between the others. Okay.
1: And Ernest goes to the camp. <laughs> okay. Okay. They could and they could do the special effects. Torgo could really have the knees that bend back the wrong way, and and the the, the and the the dead waves will. You know the wrestling scene with the dead wives would be okay. a lot sexier because we should show more skin these days. I, I, I'm all for that. Okay, and and right. and you I, can get like a real composer to do Torgo's theme. Yeah. Do, 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 <laughs> do. All right, then I've got. Uh, I think they should do last. We do the last temptation of the Christ. Not the last temptation. The, uh,
0: I was going to say the uh, Scorsese's Last Temptation of the Christ.
1: What is it? It's the um, Passion of the Christ. Sorry, thank you. I wrote it wrong. I was I was running real quick. Mel Gibson's Passion of the Christ. Right, Mel Gibson's Passion of the Christ. I think they should redo that in Sin City style.
0: <laughs> well, you know, it was bloody enough. Uh, well, I think it's I mean, all
1: black and white, and then only the blood is red. Only and, like, the splashes. Blood? Yeah, oh,
0: that's a lot of blood.
1: And but then like, but Jesus could kick a little bit more ass before they kick his ass. Okay. But in, but I I really think that Sin City style do that just that way.
0: Well, you know, I'm starting to think my list is a little bit more realistic <laughs> than yours. You, none of your stuff's going to get redone. But I, th- two of my movies that I genuinely just thought of on the spot are being redone. That's because I'm a trendsetter. Oh, okay. I got a couple more. <laughs> okay. I think they sure. should redo Titanic. And make it two hours instead of four? I, no, I think or they like should. Three hours
1: and 25 minutes? I think they should just go back, because honestly, look, at h- h- they made that for what, billion dollars? You know who they should get? I think they should. They, they, they should
0: get Stephen Dorr.
1: But, well, Stephen Dorf would survive.
0: <laughs> Stephen Dorf doesn't need a life raft. No, he doesn't. Because um, then, you know, he might win an Oscar.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, that's the. Ah, uh, <laughs> oh, you uh, just got it now. <laughs> no, I, I think Tommy Weissau should play the lead. Oh. Yeah. Hey, no. no, no, no. I, th- I think she should redo Titanic okay. because they've obviously s- finally stopped making money off of it.
0: $1.8 billion So, But don't video do a sequel, don't do a cable. prequel.
1: Just do a remake. And I mean, like, they could even go back and digitally reinsert all the characters. Like, they could re- they could make it so it's almost like they just showed the same film twice. I think it's genius.
0: You're saying take the
1: same film and cut it down? No, I'm, I'm saying reshoot the entire film scene for scene like they did with Psycho. Oh. So you almost can't tell. So, like, if you're watching, you even have to turn to someone and say, is this the original or the remake? Because I really can't. I, I... And since, okay. And since, since um... Uh, DiCaprio still looks like a 12-year-old boy, he could easily play the same character again. He could. Sure. Yeah. Why not? And in oh, and this time, though, more explicit sex scenes. Okay. Yeah. Why not? If we had done a list of, of uh, films they should remake as pornos, that might have been different. <laughs> oh, I saw a title of one I wanted to tell you about. Devil
0: and Miss Jones. Oh, they
1: did a, there was a Sin City re- uh, one called Sex City.
0: Oh, really? And they actually
1: have. They didn't do it all the way through because obviously they didn't have a budget of um, to do it all the way through. What about? Uh... But there's one. There's like the opening scene on the rooftop in Sin City. They do it in. I think they call it Sin City, <laughs> the, the the porn version. But in the porn version, they have it on the rooftop. Okay. But of course, sex breaks out. But, oh, but they have her. In, okay. But it's black and white with their girl in the red dress. <laughs> But then you know they, they couldn't sustain that. They couldn't sustain that for the plot of the rest of the adult film, uh, though. You, you know, so, so I'm told. I, have,
0: know, I haven't seen this. You know what title I saw the other day, and it has nothing to do with movies. It's just, it's just pure comedy at this what? point. It's called uh, Twitter My Shitter. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? I may cut this out. You know what? <laughs> Nobody twittered.
1: <laughs> Nobody tweeted. You know, if we're getting into adult films, which is a whole different category, there's actually one called MySpace. Is, yeah. Oh, that's the self masturbation. It, 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 it's like a solo vi- adult video. So you you watch it. It's like it's like oh MySpace. And I'm thinking, all right, maybe sometime in the it, maybe the introduction is the guy's on the computer and you know, he sees kinda, a girl on MySpace and then you know, downloads the video. No, there's no MySpace. There's no computers in the film. You know what's a little embarrassing? What? I've been trying to
0: remember the title of that since you told me about it. last Well, time. MySpace. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you could have asked. I don't. I didn't remember where I heard it. <laughs> I just remember. What oh, was that? That one that that was somebody was telling me about. Damn There's, it! There are, there are no mice.
1: There are no keyboards.
0: Uh, it is there.
1: It is, it is a big letdown. If you're gonna tease it like that, yeah. I, I have one more remake All right, here. Let's go. G- getting off of uh, adult films. Okay. Uh, I think I really should I really feel strongly they should remake Transformers too.
0: Oh, <laughs> oh! You're going the right or wrong scenario? No,
1: no. I I just think that the uh, technology has really advanced so much since Transformers two that we really could have a fresh, new, innovative look at it.
0: Okay, I get where you're going with this. <laughs> yeah, you didn't really... Because uh... if they had a
1: higher budget and they had more you know, to work with, they would have gone more into the Robot Heaven sequence. And, uh, I haven't seen You haven't seen it yet? No, it, I haven't. You, dude, dude I, I will ruin the film for you and anyone listening because it is that piece of shit film. Really? Yes. It's fun, don't get me wrong, but it's a bad movie. Okay.
0: But, well, a lot of people I, feel the same way about I, the first I, one. I, it, I, it reviewed just about... The exact same way as the first movie. I, I do
1: think it could have been a half hour longer. Ugh. I think the remake would be like half. Remake should reasonably be between four and six hours. Oh, okay. I, I think All that's right. the way it should do it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know what? I, I, I don't know. I think I avoided seeing it. Oh, you know, just what? for the reason that it is two and a half. You know, what?
1: Hours. it's not, and this, and, this and, is...
0: and I don't mind longer movies. I don't. But it's just one of those things where it's like, do we really want to sit through a two-and-a-half-hour movie tonight? No, I don't. So we don't go.
1: If it's Twitter, my, no, never mind.
0: Uh-huh.
1: uh Oh, there's one. I, I don't have it on my list, but I do. I've always said this. They should redo the classic Cary Grant film, Arsenic and Old Lace. Never saw it. You never saw *Arsenic I've heard of, of it. Lace? Never saw classic it. Classic black comedy, little old ladies poisoning people. Really? Uh, uh, Boris Karloff look-alike, Not Boris Karloff. Yeah, no. It depends which version you, uh, play-wise you saw. But... Uh, they should remake it, and the and the uh, Cary Grant character should be played by George Clooney. Because George Clooney, in some of his films, he has the dead-on comic timing that Cary Grant hit in some of his films. Okay. I really... Pull I, it off. out of Out of all the classic, like, you know, the redoing Harvey, I heard again. Right. and Yeah. and Please, leave it alone. Jimmy Stewart, that was it. Stop. But if you want to redo a classic comedy, do Ask a Lace because it was classic, but you could actually... Pull off something just as good, and you can even modernize that without too much trouble. You know, with the old ladies poisoning people with the wine, and and then you got the Peter Lorre guy.
2: You
1: know, best line ever in a film in uh, Arsenic Old Lace, where where great dialogue. These two brothers are separated for life. One of them is like a hopeless romantic, and like the whole family's insane except for Cary Grant's character. And the Boris Karloff character has been like a criminal and done horrible, evil things. And he sums it up in one line, because like, Cary, like, he, Cary Grant's Mortimer, and okay. he, he's screwing with him. He's like, I'm going to turn you in. I'm not afraid of you. And he just looks at him and says, I've led a very strange life, Mortimer. <laughs> and the, just the delivery, that one line speaks volumes. Wow. You can't get past that. That's cool. But yeah, they should redo that with George Clooney. Yeah. After, after they take care of Transformers too, because that really has been neglected for way too long. So is that for your list? Uh, that—that's all I'm going to get into. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I have it's not other, a bad list. I have other things they should. I just remake. think it's an unrealistic list. Yeah. I—I I, I also think they should remake all the Three Stooges movies. Uh, I know they're doing a new movie now. They are. Uh,
0: it's actually just right now. It's just labeled as uh, the uh, you know Untitled Three Stooges Project. Uh, that's what it's listed as when I, whenever I did any homework on it. Yeah.
1: Well, they keep changing all the people starring in it because everybody keeps backing out of it at the last minute. Uh, yeah. And. I mean, I
0: don't I, know. Is I, it
1: a, I, I honestly I think keep, it's because of scheduling. I well, don't
0: think it's, I think it's not even supposed to be a comedy. I think it's supposed to be a drama. I think it's supposed to be... A, no, it's supposed to be a comedy. Uh, I heard Sean Penn is attached. He was attached, not anymore. He's not anymore. No. So it's when he was attached, it was probably like a docudrama. I think I think Sean Penn wanted
1: it to be that. I would assume that Sean Penn thought he was going for another Oscar, and then he found out it was supposed to be a comedy. The Farley
0: Brothers are doing it. Oh, forget it. I mean, yeah. Doug, I mean, that's why Sean Penn left. Not yeah. that it won't be. It might not be good.
1: Yeah. he had to take his boat out and, and save some more people somewhere. <laughs> Jackass. Let's not get into that. Now, I, I promise no politics on the. Uh,
0: that's not what this is on for. the podcast. That is correct because we can do another website and an, a whole different podcast just on yes. that. Yes,
1: and this might be the last podcast because after Obama takes over the minds of children on Tuesday at noon, <laughs> that, there might be mass. I, I, we might descend as a civilization into a kind of, um, um, children of the damned. Uh, children of the Corn kind of thing okay. where where children are running around killing anybody that, that leans more to the right or, you know, poison because you know, Obama's going to mind wash them during oh, that thing. Calm blue ocean. No, no, I'm just I'm saying uh, this, this could be the last podcast because Obama's going to take over our children's minds. Let's let's not think that way. I'm just being pessimistic.
0: I, I, I know you are. All right. I don't think it will be. Though. If
1: this is the last podcast, we, we were warned. Okay. We just You're right. We, we just were. didn't listen. Yeah, but that yeah, that's it for the I mean, we can agree that they really are making too many remakes. They are. Definitely are.
0: Uh, and, you know, it it just I only went back to 2009 so we can introduce the ones in 2010. Yeah. But I'm sure if I went back 5 years, it's probably been a steady stream and it's probably gotten larger every single year that, you know, maybe, you know, one year was 3 or 4 movies and the next was 5 or 6 and then we're up to we're up to double digits at this point. You know, and as bad as it is, I hit a point in my life where I stopped being so psycho about it. I think I ended with that it was recording. Uh, we're in double digits now for for remakes, uh-huh. uh, and it's just it's getting worse every year. Now, albeit it could be that some of these remakes are a good thing, you know, and we don't mind. It doesn't mean that Hollywood hasn't run out of ideas. And they just keep adding more and more remakes every single year. If I look into 2011, I'm sure there's not going to be that many because we're nowhere near 2011. Now,
1: now, don't forget, too, you're also forgetting that there's a lot of remakes that aren't billed as remakes, like Mission Impossible 3. No, sorry, Mission, Mission Impossible, Impossible 2 was a remake of Notorious, classic Hitchcock film. Yeah. But not so much as where they remade the film.
0: The, the They just stole the plot. Yeah, we're going based on title alone. Yeah, I, there's a
1: lot more remakes. You know what, I used to be psychotic about remakes and used to think, all right, you know, stop, don't remake films, it's bad. Whenever they do, remade a classic. Right. And I got kind of lax with it, and I trace it back to when The Rock did a remake of Walking Tall. Okay. A lot of people were angry. Walking Tall is a classic, you can't remake that, and I love Walking Tall. Buford T. Pusser, oh, yeah. classic film, loved it. But I, at that point, something inside me just kind of twisted a bit, and I said, let, let me look at it this way. It was a low-budget film back then. Kind of a low budget exploitation film in certain ways. Yeah. It wasn't a big budget production. It's yes, it's a classic it's film that everyone means. loved, but it's not something that's really like you can't hold you hold up to and say there's nothing in this film I would have changed if I could have done it myself. Right. So I said, you know what? Let me just relax a bit, see what happens with the film. When the film came out, yeah, right, yeah, Johnny Knoxville's in it, and yeah. you know they modernized it a bit, but it what and, and the rocks in it, but it right. wasn't that bad of a remake. No, it, they changed the tone a bit. And it was only an hour and twenty minutes. And, and don't forget too, like and it it, barely
0: and, a Disney movie.
1: And they fictionalized it a bit more, so you weren't just watching them pick off his family one by one every time they, because you know the original film. Yeah, it's just, it was. They really tried to stay close to the true story, and the problem was every time they tried to kill Buford, they killed one of his family instead. They're picking off his whole like bloodline one by one because they can't shoot straight.
2: Yeah, it's oh, just horrible. Yeah, no.
1: So they they fictionalized it. They gave it, you know, they gave it more of an upbeat ending. And get you get the one on one fight with the bad guy instead of just random people deciding to kill him. They they made it more entertaining. Uh, and I when I watched it, I was like, you know, what? I enjoy this a bit. I can't fault them for trying to make it entertaining instead of making it a documentary. Right. You know. So well, and, and since and then, I just
0: I'm less hyped. Well, up. the only time I really you know get in a tizzy is when they do a remake and it's they just they. They do so bad at doing it that... It like just, Tim Burton. Right. It, oh, Willy Wonka is a goddamn classic, and his rendition of it is just... it To this day, there, I, I just get this way that about was, it.
1: That was one example of what I was talking about. There's a film, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, is a film where you can hold it up and say, this is such an unusual film. Yeah. There is no, no cookie cutter to this. It wasn't an exploitation it was so bizarre. It, it was one of the at that time period, one of the few films that ever really came close to capturing that kind of weird, dry British, uh, dark right. children's fantasy novel. It, but it changed so much of it. And I was just actually I'm actually reading some of the uh, I'm reading Gene Wilder's book autobiography, Kiss Me Like a Stranger. Okay. And there was I, I skipped around a bit just out of curiosity. I'm not reading the whole thing yet, but he that whole scene, the opening scene with the cane, with the cane was Gene Wilder's idea. Really, he approached the director or producer—I think it was director—and he said, "I want to do this." And he explained the whole sequence. And he said, "Well, why do you want to do that?" So he said, "After that point, you'll never know if I'm lying or not. No matter what I do from that point on, you won't trust me." And so that was Gene Wilder. Wow. And it was one of those weird things where that whole film was just a weird amalgam of different ideas and different people and different character actors, and even the setting is—even though it's like a real town. Like the fact that they set it in this weird German town, I think it was—I think it was in Germany. No, oh, it was in England. No, I mean the location, the actual location. Oh, the when they filmed. I mean, I, no, I mean oh. where they filmed, not what oh, it was. Not oh, where I it was set. I Oh,
0: jeez. And
1: it, and even though it was supposed to be England, it was also kind of like removed from England. Uh-huh. it was Like so.
0: Oh yeah, you got Mike TV's from America. You but know, they even but
1: you even had Scarlet's from but America. But Maruka Salt was even like a British character technically yeah. because of the father. It was just weird where they really kind of separated it from the rest of the world. Yep. And it was just. There was something so original about that film, and it was so there was a charm to that film that came just from the being made. Yeah, that you could never duplicate, and that's
0: that's one. And there's very few films like that that don't deserve to be remade. In my opinion, just about a perfect movie, except for the one scene uh, where the mother is singing "Buck Up, Charlie." I hate that scene. Uh,
1: Everyone in the world fast forwards past that scene. I don't even fast
0: forward. The beautiful thing about the DVD is it's on a chapter stop. Chapter stop, next scene done. Don't even have to watch it; it's great. As soon as he starts walking up to the laundromat, uh, chapter stop, chapter next, and I'm done. I
1: think if I wanted to remake that film, I would just would I wouldn't have remade it. Uh, you know, if if I could have like just like had any influence on Tim Burton, like, "Listen, Tim, here's what you do: don't remake <laughs> the film; just re-release it, remaster it, re-release it, and that scene, just digitize it. So he, she just said before she sings, she just says." Have a good night, Charlie. And that's it. Cut. That's it. Yeah. Just get rid of that one song, and you're, and you're good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, you're right. And I think everyone in the world does. Right. Chapter select through that or just fast forward. Because so When I place. had the VHS, it was fast it's forward. It's almost like. When need... I had the LaserDisc, I fast forward. It's
1: almost like they said, we need three songs in the film.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're, two you're, is not enough. We three need three. Just yeah. about dead on with that. So.
1: Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, so that's, that's basically. I mean, you can badmouth remakes all you want. But they're not all crap. No, they're not. And every now and then, it's nice to go back. And instead of just rip, I know sometimes it's like, please just rip it off. Don't put the name on it because you destroy it. Right. But every now and then, especially uh, some filmmakers who love films, really want to like just do their homages to them. And in some ways, it's like a love of film. When you when someone wants to remake a film, yeah, it's because it's a love of that. Like like Rob Zombie remaking Halloween. Right. Like, here's, he a guy who, here's, here's a guy who really loved horror films, who uh, lives a horror film in certain ways, yeah. and really wanted to go back and show that. And that's, you know, even with House of a Thousand Corpses, you wanted to do an homage to that kind of like really, really gritty exploitation horror film that we kind of lost sight of,
2: yeah.
1: you know, in, since the 70s. And seeing filmmakers like that who want to do bit remakes because they really love that thing and they want to add their touch to it is great. It, I think what you really have to complain about is when we're doing remakes because, well, Okay, when it's a marketing ploy, when it's well, let's redo this because there's already an audience and there's already yeah. a cult following, or there's no other reason than to redo the Hitcher.
0: No. And especially, you know especially that,
1: when your script sucks ass like that
0: uh, one did. The original film is just, it, you know what? It, it's it's one of those uh, situations where we were talking about earlier where uh, there's no CGI. Uh, you know, it was made in 1985, and they did have obviously special effects that they used in a lot of films back then. But the original Hitcher, all stunt work, all, like, real action work and real acting and real settings and locations. And in my opinion, that movie, because of the way it's filmed and acted, that movie holds up. And you do absolutely do not need to, to remake that. Mm-hmm. That's just one of those films where it's just, like, Ruckerhauer is just a, an insane uh, serial killer. And see, Thomas Howell is just some stupid kid driving a car, uh, uh, you know, cross country to get it to another destination. That's it.
1: And, and that film, and, you know, was great. and
0: their lives, in, you know, intertwingle uh, in, in this film. Intertwingle, yeah, intermingle. I'm sorry. And there, there,
1: the two <laughs> scariest aspects of that film is yeah. that one, it made you realize that if you go picking up hitchhikers,
0: you, you could probably get, deserve to you, have
1: you could you'd probably get a serial yeah. killer like Rucker Howard. And the other scary thing is that you, if you actually hitchhiked. Yeah. You might get picked up by C. Thomas Howell. Hey,
0: hey. There's always, there's always
1: you. You, yeah. n- you never know.
0: But if I did, uh, you know, my my only ambition would be to ask him, the, "Do you know what an eye looks like when it's punctured?" <laughs> As I'm holding a knife to his face, then having him squirm like a little bitch. <laughs> I would love that. Ah, okay. Crayon's mom, do you think? Okay. All right,
1: so that's that's pretty much, so that's it for I guess I, mean, I think we wrapped it up pretty nicely. I, I think know, so. I nice mean,
0: little bow. Yeah. Sure. So I mean, that's just the basic spiel about remakes. I think that we'll take bitch
1: all you want, but there's gonna be one that you like as long as it's not Tim Burton directed. And,
0: and well, you know, and, and
1: please stop calling them reboots. It's really annoying.
0: Yeah. Uh, or what is uh, the other term? New vision. That's okay, because that's a
1: phrase. It's not like a catchy, yeah. catchy, you know...
0: Reboot. Re- yeah, reboot.
1: So uh, we're going to take another break, or we'll take a break, and when we come back, we're going to just talk over some of the films we've seen in the past couple weeks. Yeah. And just uh, rant about those. Sounds like a plan. And I, I might have a rant attached to one of these. Mr. Jax, I was wondering if you'd made any decision regarding the assistant manager's position. It's
0: between Stu and yourself.
1: Stu Rubin, the new guy?
0: Stu's someone who's not afraid to make the tough decisions.
1: I'm perfectly capable of making the tough decisions.
2: I'll let you know as soon as I decide, okay?
1: Will you help
2: me? Please.
1: Okay. We have an elderly woman asking for an extension on her mortgage payment. We would have to throw her out of her house. We've
2: already granted her two extensions. It's a tough decision. Your call.
1: Another extension is out of the question. Where will I leave? I'm really sorry. Never have I begged for anything,
2: but now
0: I humbly I before Dennis, you, please. I beg you. Oh,
2: please let go. Please let go. The it will be you who comes begging to me.
1: Someone has cursed you. Is the Lamia the
2: most feared of all demons? For the first three days the spirit torments its victims. After that it will come to take you. Take me where? To burn in hell for eternity. It's coming for me.
1: Please listen to me. There's nothing coming for you.
2: How do I get rid of this? You're
1: welcome. You can give
2: the curse away.
1: Okay, uh Movie Subtastic. We're we're cranking right along. Now, th- now we are mainly focused on bad films, but we do occasionally review good ones too or ones we thought might be bad. So, just keep that in mind. Not everything we mentioned is complete crap. Just oh, yeah. just a lot of it. We, we we try to watch bad movies, believe me. Yeah. But every uh, well, now and yeah. then a good one sneaks well, in. Well,
0: you know what? Yeah, exactly. That's what usually ends up happening. We watch movies and for the most part a lot of them turn out being bad when we might have thought that they would have been good. Right. So, uh, our next film that uh, we actually both saw, uh, not together, but on separate occasions, is Drag Me to Hell, uh, Sam Raimi's film uh, that came out in May, uh, this past May, and, uh, well, I, I, I liked this movie. I, I didn't, I, you know, I had my, uh, my inhibitions about it that I thought it might have sucked, and I did a little homework on it, and... I was pleasantly surprised uh, about what I found out about it, and uh, uh, I got to be honest. I as soon as the movie started and I saw that old '80s Universal logo, yeah. I was like, I was like, that's pretty cool. Yeah, you yeah. know, I, I really like that. You know,
1: style, style, and, and flair count for a lot when it comes to horror films. And if if you if you've got a, a, a feel or a hook, and you you right you deliver it right. You're gonna get the audience. Yeah. Now I I'm I agree with you where I was I was cons- convinced I was gonna hate the film, right. and I blame it on the trailer that they had out.
0: Yeah, I, you know what? I wasn't. I was yeah. underwhelmed by the trailer. When I myself. the
1: trailer convinced me this was just like another another suspense thing. You know your typical blah. You know cheap thrill scare. If the trailer did not advertise any of the intense frenetic scenes. That are sprinkled throughout this film. Yeah. And I blame it 100% on the trailer. When I watched that trailer, I saw nothing in that trailer that made me say, oh, I want to see this. And there's so much in this film that I enjoyed that I was, you know, if I'd seen a a glimpse of that in the trailer, I would have been, let's go
0: see it. Well, but here's the thing I mean, Sam Raimi, with the success of the Spider Man films, has so much power. Uh, over uh it doesn't have anything you know, to do with power he's not gonna, he's not doing the marketing no i know but he's gotta have some kind of say it's like okay that trailer is really bad or okay that trailer is excellent i like that i mean he's gotta have some say in the that, trailer I, and he must have genuinely thought that the trailer represented his film well
1: honestly honestly I,
0: I mean don't get me wrong it didn't do bad at the box office it didn't do spider-man money it, no, no, nothing like that ever really. And that was what kept throwing me off because I was like, but "How is this
1: film doing so well?" Because I watched the trailer and it looks you know, like crap. It, it had and a, nine th- times out of ten, I go with the trailer because the trailer is usually
0: gives me a really good gut feeling. Yeah, I mean, the flick only cost thirty million bucks, and you know, it domestically really? here. Yeah, I didn't know it was that low of a budget. Yeah, it only cost thirty million bucks, and domestically it made forty-two million here, and it made another thirty-eight million foreign. So I made eighty million dollars. Mm-hmm. So it was very successful as far as that type of a film goes. And um, uh, when I saw that it was thirty million bucks, I was scratching my head too. Just like when, uh, you know, when I saw that District Nine cost thirty million, and I was just floored by the special effects in that. And then I see that James Cameron's Avatar is costing in the range of three fifty to four hundred, and just saying to myself. This looks like a cartoon.
1: I, I'm, I'm so I'm so waiting for that to just be ignored and by the
0: world. One would hope that it would be. Yes. But I don't, I think that it won't be.
1: But we're in agreement. This was a good film. I
0: really enjoyed it. I got to
1: tell you, I have not shouted out loud as much as I did. Uh, I mean, cause the, first of all, the opening with the little Mexican kid. Right. As far as screenwriting goes, as far as filmmaking goes, a very strong opening. As far as a pre-credits opening, that not only sets up the whole backstory, right? But just when you show, it's like, yeah, we're gonna start right off by killing a ten-year-old boy. It's like things don't look good for the bank teller. <laughs> 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 if, if they if they weren't gonna save the ten-year-old kid, you know, that, then then what she's, chances
0: just yeah, she's gonna just be in living hell this whole movie. Yeah, uh, but, uh, but did you notice? Uh... Mrs. Ganoush's car, what she was doing? Yes, the cla- Yeah, The, 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 the classic, car. the 88 uh, Oldsmobile, Delta 88.
1: Yeah, it's, it's actually almost annoying to me now in his films. But it, you know what it does? It really does set the tone where he well, is having fun.
0: But Well, you know, it's... No, it, it does. It sets the tone. No, no, no. And that's fine. But a lot of times where you see his movies, where you see the car strung out in there, and it's like, okay, you know, but she's a little old lady. She probably yeah. would drive yeah. a Delta... <laughs> 88. It was like the perfect, building. yeah. And then, so, you know, to hide it in
1: the background. I was like, yes, the main car.
0: <laughs> but
1: Now, speaking of, what, what was her name? Ganish? Mrs. Ganoosh. Ganoosh. Mrs. Ganoosh. Yeah. Gypsies don't seem to be big on the rehabilitation thing. Mm-mm. Because, you know, 10-year-old kids say, hey, can we give the necklace back? So, no, you're going to burn hell.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're-, you're... Wow. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow. I mean, you, you really- you,
0: You've crossed me.
1: And it's a gypsy, because gypsies aren't notoriously known to be- uh, and I, I obviously, this is where I'm going to annoy, uh, offend anybody who actually has gypsy heritage. But gypsies aren't really known for being like really honest people. No. No. No, no, no. That was, there, uh, the, remember that line where she stands up in the bank and says, I'm a proud woman and never have I begged. Say, like, wait, you're a gypsy, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you like
0: mutilated children
1: so they could beg better. What? I mean, is this a different history? I mean.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's but like, then again, I she, beg. She, but, and you, you shame me. me. <laughs>
1: But then again, I also like the idea of her being <laughs> hypocritical, too. Right. Like, I'm not a bad woman. I'm going to send you to hell for eternity, but that's, you know.
0: Like, yeah. If you don't give me, uh, you know, an extension on my mortgage, because that was another thing in the film where uh, we had talked previously when we saw the trailer. It's like, you know what? Uh, it's a mortgage bank. She comes to get an extension. They deny her. In a time period where we live in now, where there's a recession, foreclosures uh, around every single corner, it's like, do I really feel bad for this girl? You know what? She was just trying to further her own career and it's like, you know what? Having watched the film, I think less of her. <laughs> Seriously, I've I, I, I worked down.
1: So what basically it's not just okay, she's trying to advance for her. When the more backstory you get, she's a farm girl dating a professor from a rich family. Right. So she wants not only does she trying to get into the boys' club at the bank, right, she also has she, also, she feels that she. She also has to... this inferiority complex. Yeah. She's trying to please her possible future mother-in-law, and for all of this, she's willing to make some old lady get kicked out of her house. It's like I really want—I really want someone like to kick you in the head. Yeah. Really? No? No? Well, and you know what? And that plays well for the movie too, because there's no part in this film where I have any sympathy for her. Well, and you know At what? At all. Sam. Raimi,
0: He really delivers because the living hell that this girl goes through this through this entire oh, movie is great,
1: d- dude. I have not seen a fight sequence that got me that riled up than with the old lady and her in a car.
0: Yeah, and I was how like, about
1: holy old gypsy women do not go down easy.
0: No, man.
1: No. I usually two times when I went. I mean, it's been a long time since I watched a horror from the went, Oh, <laughs> yeah. I mean yeah. everything from the teeth. To, I, I can't even get into it. it's Just.
0: I, I, mean, I think I, I, You know, we, you know we what, could I, go in real deep about this fight scene, but we don't want to ruin it for I, I, you.
1: I noted one thing down here. It's like, I'll staple your
0: bad eye shut, bitch.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Which is not a line in the film, but it right. comes a But, <laughs> I mean, just that one that one thing alone when she attacks right. the old lady with a stapler. Yeah. And that old lady's just coming back strong. It's like, and what, wow. was,
0: what was interesting about that scene is I wasn't 100% sure whether that was real or a dream sequence until oh, I it, know it started. It's. I uh, I didn't know. I mean the first few seconds of it I'm like is this really happening? Considering that uh a lot of the things that happened to this girl in the movie mm-hmm. you know are with Mrs. Ganush not even present. Yeah. So I was thinking to myself is this real or not when it first started and then I was like oh this is real and this is happening. You know it even <laughs>
1: had it even had that kind of uh evil dead feel to it because mm-hmm. cause, like at one point in the film she's even being haunted by the old lady's cl- napkin or, uh, yeah, right, the right, handkerchief. right. Yeah, the handkerchief is attacking this girl. I said, like, "What is going on?" <laughs> it really had that Evil Dead feel, right? You know, because yeah. you know the scene where was trying to go down her throat reminded me of the scene from Army yeah. of Darkness where the where the uh, where the book is sucking him in. Oh, right. But it really had that feel to it, and even near the end, you really had that kind of Evil Dead feel, where the graveyard has that like. Superimposed background, where it's almost like a classic '50s film. And yeah,
0: everything from even yeah. the classic wire work that Sam Raimi is S- known for. Sam
1: Raimi really, and his, his camera work—he doesn't go over the top like he started no. to after after *Evil Dead* was big. It was like, okay, I got—I got to fuck around with the camera every chance I get. Yeah, he stopped he, doing he, that.
0: He did these uh, to to release tension, to have you feel tension. He did these slight zoom in shots uh, where they weren't like smooth, yeah. but it wasn't like every uh,
1: gimmick. You know the best one. Which one? Before the dream sequence, since we're talking about dream sequences, right. when the fly Goes
0: lands on nose? the camera. No, when it lands on oh, the camera. Oh, right, right, the right. The fly
1: comes up to the camera, like it comes up to like, the screen, and then when it lands, it's like it, it literally, it's out of focus as if it landed on the camera's lens. Right. And then the camera, the film camera refocuses so the fly on the camera lens is in focus, and everything else is out of focus. Right. I thought that was genius. Yeah. Because it, it worked perfectly, and it really just, it, I haven't seen something that impressed me that much, since uh another Sam Raimi film, and I don't even know if this was intentional or not, but the Gift. The Gift. Where Keanu Reeves.
0: Blanchett. Yeah, Keanu Reeves and re- Keanu Reeves' only real acting performance.
1: No, I think it was like down on reality. I was right re- Keanu Reeves played like a, a backwoods uh
0: No, I'm uh, talking about how he uh acted in that film for the first time ever.
1: I don't know if it was acting. I think he really had it nailed down. I think it oh, was really? a, I think it was like, all right, well, you know
0: I'm a bastard. Yeah.
1: I'm, I'm a I'm a wife-abusing hick, you know, in, inside, inside, like right, you okay. got to the core. But well, there's that one scene where he's slapping his wife around, and if I remember correctly, I have to go back and see it again, I swear either he hits the camera with his hand or hits the camera with the wife.
0: Oh, okay.
1: And, like, he bumps the camera. And either it was an accident and they kept it, or it was intentional just to show how brutal it was. It was like, that's right, he's even hitting the cameras. <laughs> but it, it reminded me of that, where, like, yeah. it's just... Sometimes, not it's not necessarily breaking the fourth wall, but sometimes reminding you that you're in a film actually just helps you re- enjoy the film more.
0: Right. Yeah. And this girl was at her wits' end about everything. I mean, she no sympathy. No, she even kills her own cat. She kills the kitten. I mean, she <laughs> yes. Kills, she kills her own cat and buries it in the backyard as a as a sacrifice. Well, I think
1: the burying was covering up the crime. I think, but you know, I don't think it was part yeah, of the ritual. Yeah. But but, but uh, cute little kitten. You know what? When they first showed that cute little kitten, I, I was like, all right, the kitten's gonna die but i didn't know it was going to be by
0: her own hand yeah and she oh. was, she was totally not for it in the beginning and then she saw the cat and was like you know what Hip, i'm i'm tired of this shit
1: hypocritical bitch ready to sacrif- kill innocent animals or pass on her problems to anybody else just because she can't deal with her own life. Yeah. No sympathy for it. I don't even think Rami planned it this
0: way. No, no, no. And I totally believe that everything that happens to her in this movie is because he wanted it to happen that way. Yeah, you
1: you, you if you're paying attention to this film, you don't care. You yeah. want her, you know, and then and her And Sam Z- Raimi delivered. And Justin Long. Which, uh, once a shill for Apple, always a
0: shill for Apple. Yeah, how many times did they show him using Apple products yeah, in this movie? Yeah, the iPhone
1: in the f- foreground, him in the background. Yeah, the actors are somewhere. Look at the iPhone.
0: Yeah. Well, and, and there's one little thing about Mac that a lot of people don't know about when they're in movies and TV shows is you don't get charged from Mac advertising fees. They let you use that for free. Because they're it's, smart. But yeah, but a it just of, so happens that he you know, does an ad campaign for them that we pointed out, yeah. and we we're like, okay, we get it. You work for Mac. A lot of companies do
1: that, but give and take, though. But sometimes. you see
0: a lot of TV shows and a lot of movies have Mac in there because they don't have to pay any money for it. Well, also too free because, advertising for them. And you're right, they're brilliant. And to don't do forget
1: it. too, the, the film industry as a whole is really Mac based. They don't really use PC. Yeah,
0: yeah, pretty much.
1: Um, I, 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 and even that character, Justin Long's character, you don't like too much because he's like a snobby professor, and he's like, right. you know, he's arguing. He, you know, he's arguing. Uh, psychological philosophy with the teller. With, yeah. He's like, dude, shut up. Oh, <laughs> you know, yeah. not the, like, uh, anyway, fortune teller. And he, yeah. he comes through in the end. He's kind of a cool guy. He's like, you know. But you're, you're, there's no point where you're like, yeah, she's too good for him. He's like, nah, they deserve each other. <laughs> Screw you both. There was, like, there was a, at some point, I mean, there was a point where I said to myself, you know, if, if, if he ends up getting the shaft at the end of this film, I'm not going to mind. <laughs> I'm not gonna be upset. There's no the only person in this film I like is this fortune teller. Yeah. I want I wanna buy his CD. He's got a CD that he sells in the stuff with him with a sitar. So I want a copy of that CD. <laughs> I, this guy rocks. Yeah, let's And go. I recognize him too. I didn't do any research on it. I gotta see if he's been under British films or anything.
0: Uh actually uh I have him down uh do you remember his name in the movie? No. Uh his name is the Leap Rao or uh-huh. Rao. I might have seen uh, I don't know what el- I don't know what else he's. Been I, I watch a lot of British stuff, so it might have been that something like
1: that. He seemed yeah. to have an accent to him. Yeah, there might, might include, but that
0: I, sounds about right.
1: Yeah, but yeah, selfish bank bank clerk kills a kitten. That's right. They, and it's a that's a, that's a, this film makes both lists: film where they kill a kitten, film where they kill an animal. <laughs>
0: <Wow>. <laughs> yeah,
1: you're right. I, you know what? I, uh, about, and I say right now, if it was a puppy, they wouldn't have done it. No. For some reason, I think it would have been worse for audiences if they killed a puppy. I think, I think dog yeah, owners – here's where I piss off dog owners. I think dog owners are more psychotic and irrational when it comes to that kind of stuff in film, where they become more emotionally involved if an animal, if a dog is injured or killed. No, I agree but with, with that. But, and, and I think cat owners are equally as upset but don't make it a big issue.
0: Uh, and it might be because of the fact that you know uh, cats are so much more independent – Uh, And self-maintaining than dogs. I I don't know how how that works, but you could own a cat and almost not even know it. Sometimes, you know, you own a dog. You always uh, when I come home, my dog greets me like it's the first time I've ever been greeted by my dog. That's adorable and touching. Oh, thank you. But that's probably where that goes. Hey, and there's one other thing uh, about Drag Me to Hell. No, there's more than that. Go ahead. Well, I don't know if you know about this, and I think it might be the reason why. Uh, it you know everything about the film works so well. Why? It was actually written right after Evil Dead Three. or yes. Army of Darkness. I didn't know about that. Yes, you did know. Yeah, and it was written by you know and Sam I, and his brother Ivan. And I'm glad they
1: didn't make it back then, because back then it, it would have gone more camp with it.
0: Yeah, no, I, yeah, I definitely I think see it have gone that way. It was
1: great to see Sam level out after doing the big budget stuff and going and enjoying making a low budget film like this.
0: Yeah. You know, yeah, he it, went back to his roots essentially with yeah. this. This
1: is like that's like where Peter Jackson said he'd make a zombie film again. Yeah, you better you better bring up a good fucking zombie film after
0: King Kong, you bastard. Because Lovely Bones ain't gonna cut it for an apology. No, no. And you know what? The Lovely Bones is coming out. I think a week, and and this is why I think Avatar is not going to be forgotten is because I believe Lovely Bones is either coming out a week before or a week after Avatar. Uh huh. Oh, you know, so it's yeah. just
1: yeah. I did make a note during the, the psychic sequence when they're trying to, to uh, get rid of the spirit that's trying to kill the girl where I said no meeting that involves a machete on the table is going to end well for all involved. <laughs> the minute There's four people around a the table. They chain a goat to the table, and there's a machete there. I said, this is not going to go according to plan. Yeah. I don't care what <laughs> – if they're talking about making a salad after dinner, this is not going to go according to plan. That, no- was,
0: that was the evilest goat I've ever seen. Oh, I've seen worse. <laughs> You've seen worse? Yeah.
1: But and, and you know Bruce Campbell was they wanted to get Bruce Campbell in the film, but he he uh,
0: had conflicting uh, schedules. It was uh, a burn notice, a burn notice, right?
1: I'm convinced that he was going to play the uh, assistant to the psychic, the one that gets possessed and does the funny dance over the fire.
0: Oh, that was like that <laughs> was going to be Bruce right there. Like, okay, he even had like a weird like uh, like mustache like Bruce. They Bruce Campbell would have worn. I
1: guarantee him. they would have given him the mustache just like he had in like one of the Spider Man. Movies? Yeah,
0: when he was uh, like the uh, Maitre D. or something. Yeah, the Maitre D. They would have the the,
1: that character. The guy even looked like this. Like we can't get Bruce because someone looks that'll wear the suit we bought him. <laughs> so I guarantee that. And that scene was so much more fun for me just because I knew that would have been Bruce. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're, you're right. Yeah. yeah. Now, yeah. now
1: you don't. You do know that that Drag Me to Hell's a remake. Uh, no, it's not. They don't build it as such, and then Raimi probably won't admit to it. It's it's, it's so it's probably a ripoff.
0: Man, did I read about that? Curse not,
1: of the curse of the demon
0: no I didn't read about that
1: if you have ever seen curse of the demon uh, I believe Ray Milan film uh, it, the the whole point of the film is about people being killed by a ruins written on a piece of paper and okay. passed on and then whoever possesses those ruins at the end of at when, when midnight strikes on like the third day or fourth day or something like that the, the the demon comes and kills them
0: oh I see and now
1: Pat and I have been debating. Okay. There's two versions of the demon, a curse of the demon. The British one, where they leave it up to the audience to decide whether or not there's a real demon, because like the deaths happen, like the demon it comes, but then there's a car crash too, so whatever. And uh, and then there's like, so they make it same, like, well, is it a demon or was it just superstition that killed them, the fear of superstition? The American version, of course, that's not good for Americans. We need answers. So they 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 cut scenes of a guy in a rubber suit, I'm a demon, I'm a demon, <laughs> and and for years you can tell which version I like better. <laughs> For years, we've been arguing which version's better. And I still say the version where you, you don't see the demon. Even to the point where the people that are killed by this demon in Drag Me to Hell also are injured in a way that would normally kill them before the demon takes them is a ripoff. The end the end sequence of Curse of the Demon takes place at a train station and is similar to Drag Me to Hell. Oh. The whole passing of the ruins is, right from, is the whole third act of this movie except with the button.
0: I, yeah. Gotcha. It
1: is a blatant... in this, again, the trailer. When I saw the trailer, I was like, I don't, I don't know, you know, this looks poor. And then Pat emailed me and said, did you hear about this being like a remake of Curse of the Demon? It's like, where'd you get that from? I'm watching the trailer. It's like a boring thing about a girl afraid of a, de- a ghost. What the hell is this? And I'm watching the film. i was like, holy shit. they re- He ripped off Curse of the Demon. So if there's not a credit somewhere that says that this is at least inspired by it, then Raimi's a whore for ripping off a classic Raymond Land film. Okay? Alright. Uh, we'll have to look for that. Yeah, no, I, I have a copy of that. I'll lend it to you. I actually have both versions. They they're both versions are available on a, a wood disc, double sided disc. Oh, so I'll watch both. So you can watch both versions. Uh but that's you know, and then he also ripped off two two in his uh that whole graveyard sequence. Yeah. He also ripped off Creep Show. Well. I'm giving a pass on I'm that giving a pass on because that's okay. But yeah. but when the when the thing fall, when the graves tombstone's like falling in. It's right. right out of Creep Show and he also ripping off poltergeist with the dead woman floating behind them and in the, oh. the water i'm watching it's like poltergeist creep show but it's still cool go with it i'm not no invited. no no, yeah no
0: and, and and the one scene where she's at the the house and the, the corpse is just giving her the evil eye yeah oh. <laughs> i mean that was great
1: you yeah, know the, again there's so many scenes in that work that were cool how but, many times did she pull her hair dead oh the, <laughs> even alive she lost more hair. That's the one thing too. They actually should have had bald patches on her head at some <laughs> point. They really should have run her further. They were a bit too. You know, I guess you have an actress. You don't want to make her look ugly in the film, right? But they really should have because uh, they, they went through a lot of trouble to show her in like a wet shirt. And yeah, I'm not complaining. No, but there's so you got to see this film just because there's so many cool scenes and just if for no other reason. If you if you're not sure about the film, right, give it 15 minutes. Wait until the old gypsy attacks her in the in the parking lot. Yeah. If, if you, after that scene you're not having fun, turn it off because that's yeah.
0: it. Uh the the fight scene, the, one of the one of my notes is the old lady fight scene was like it was it was basically Gypsy old lady fight club. Yeah. You it, know, it, it just it was great. And like he just said, if after that scene you don't like what you're seeing, you're not having fun. It's not the movie. And, for al- you. and also,
1: I mean, a, m- a lot of these films were, were there's something stalking this girl. It's like oh, I hear a noise and she'll hide. And it's like there's a the threat of damage. Right. She gets picked up and thrown across the room a number of times. Oh, there, yeah. are, there are tables and brills breaking under this woman's back. Yeah. It's like that. You know. She doesn't. It's like wow. How is she not dead already?
0: Thanks for listening to Movie Sucktastic. Uh, glad you could join us. Uh, we had to cut that one a little bit short. Went about twenty minutes over than uh, where it should have been. Please check out the site because Scott has a pretty good rant for Drag Me to Hell that we had to cut short. We're going to post it anyway. We want to make sure that you guys get to listen to that. Visit the site. Uh, check out the podcast section. As always, we've invented an MP3 player now. You can take that anywhere with you or you can listen to it on the site. If you have questions or suggestions, email the Guys at moviesucktastic.com. Hope you guys keep coming back and hope you keep listening. Let us know. Come back soon.